Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we have a special, special episode for you today. It is our second annual Spooktober Scary... Spectacular. Spectacular. Spooktacular, if you will. And we're also joined by a very special guest, one we've been trying to get in to the studio for a while now, and I'll introduce him in a second. But before we get started... Please follow us on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. You can hit the follow button. You can get updates and hit the plus sign. And you can get uh, alerts when we drop a new episode. Uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That would help us out tremendously. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, so, yeah, let's get into the episode. I can't believe we did it. We finally did it. The man himself, Mr. Jacob Walker. <laughs> Is in the building. We did it. We finally did. We got him on. Well, for the second time. Yeah, for the second time. Uh, yeah. There is a official. F- yeah. There is a famous uh, poker night uh, the lost recording, tapes. the lost tapes, that I still can't find. Well, I found it, and he's. I found it, but I can't get it to play. Mm. The audio's corrupted. Don't know. The podcast was corrupted. Yeah, <laughs> we were corrupted that night. <laughs> it was like four in the morning. <laughs> I love telling that story though, because we just talked aliens and wrestling and got so drunk and just chain smoking. Sideways conversation. Andrew was dunking pizza like into bowls of queso and just like <laughs> eating it on mic. I didn't give a shit. I was acting like it was my house. Yeah, well, it, it was everybody's house, and it was a great time. That's that's the last time I saw you guys. Well, I guess I well, ran into you at the pub. The last time I actually saw you, we were at the pub, and little man. Rainbow Arc test piss. It was a brilliant nice. art, dude. Brilliant art, but it's hilarious. Jacob said, watch this. Hold my, <laughs> hold my beer, Landry. See, but it's it's funny when Landry does it, it's legal. It's legal, does it. yeah. Funny how that works. But it was a perfect Rainbow Arc. Yeah. You, Andrew, that was the last night. The Lost Tapes podcast was Probably. The last that was, I, yeah. I just remember it was the night before the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Where um, the Buccaneers beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and then it was the night before I almost died, or the week before I almost died. Yep, uh, we talked about, which is a legitimate, like, near death. Yeah, so if you hear heavy breathing, it's just simply because at one point my lungs were oh, almost we fucking got, done. We got lots of heavy breathing last episode <laughs> when we fucked up the audio, and we were just sitting there in silence breathing. Well, I see I see the audio moving uh, on the on the computer, so we're good. I, I see all the lights all right, lit up. Yeah. I it think was, we're good. It was, it was like a two-month hiatus we were coming back from, and we just kind of wanted to get in and record something. And Yeah, we just wanted to get our feet wet. We just kind of overlooked a few we, very crucial <laughs> <laughs> steps. Just, yeah. Premature. Well, I just want to thank you guys because uh, I've been itching to get on. I think the last podcast I listened to was uh, with the August one when it was Alex. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he's our most prolific. But it's the first time I've been in the Temple of Khan. Um, yeah. Beautiful abode you got here. Thank you. Waiting to get over to... The new Edwards estate at some point, but just happy to be on the podcast. Yeah, man. No, we're happy to have you. Well, this all started really. I was gonna say with Jacob with Ziggy mm-hmm. Talks. Those were a lot of drunken nights. With, Dude, those uh, are Eric great Logan times, though. Brian Thompson. So, for background, Ziggy Talks. We all used to be in a fantasy football league called together called Ziggy Stardust, and Andrew or uh, uh, Jake had the idea of doing a weekly recap show, which would only relate to, like, 12 people on Earth oh, because man. it was only it, it, four. But we loved it. We look forward to it every week, hey, though. You know why, though? You know, aside from the fact that I do love um, fantasy football, 
there's nobody else that I love hearing talk than myself. So it's just a way that I could just talk to myself with yeah, a I get that. group of buddies. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how this all spawned. And, you know, I think we've told our origin story. We're like, we love podcasts anyway. And we're in our mid-30s and we're white dudes. So we have to, by natural. law, start a podcast. Yep. So we we did it. We've been doing it. Hey, for... yeah, the Mild and Lazy uh, Guys podcast, you know, it's just number one stream podcast in North Ellis County. <laughs> <laughs> On this street specifically. Yeah, we light up those numbers. I tell so many people about that, and they're just like, oh, that's cool. Moving on. I'm like, okay, well, I fucking tried. Like, if you ever got nothing else to do, man, just listen to it. F that noise, though, for real, though, because it's the best in the world. Just, yeah. just hang out talking with your buds. That's, yeah, that's literally everybody, we like, do. we try to get people on there, like, oh, I'm so nervous. I'm like, it's literally what we're doing now. Yeah. Just three dudes, or how, you know, we're just dudes talking. Like, there's no Y'all- pressure. The viewers can't see, but I literally have a case of yellow bellies. Yep. Just because if you got some nerves, just go with booze. Absolutely. <laughs> Make the podcast sound a lot better, believe me. Absolutely. That's all how right. it all started, man. All right. Truly. I think that, uh, let's go ahead and make that the official beer of the podcast, yeah. actually, because I actually have a, a can right here to go through bottles of yellow bellies. It's right. official. It's official. All right, Andrew, what have you been up to? Oh man! By the way, too. What is it? So that was unplanned, by the way, too. That was just natural, man. Yeah. Just had that chemistry. The way he comes. <laughs> um, long day at work today. I think I told you all about it. So my vehicle basically broke down when my belt came off my vehicle at work. As I was leaving, I, I was like one block away from the station. Turned around, noticed that. So I had like a three-hour break where I just had to like kill time, do other work. But so the day sucked, but we salvaged it because we were gonna have to postpone this till tomorrow. But I was able to get home at like. 6.40, eat real quick, you know, hang out with them and everything, and then, you know, Jake showed up, and then Matt's got here. But um, other than that, um, we got a new cat. cat yeah, I met new, him. New cat named Toby, because we already had, like, a Western theme going, like a country star theme by accident. We had Jolene and Hank, mm-hmm. yeah. other two dogs, and then <clears throat> he's like, I guess, is it Tabby, right? It's where it's, like, orange and white. Yep. And I was like, he fucking looks like Toby Keith, who I heard is, like, a fantastic person. Like I'm I not have the, cancer now. Well, I didn't mean like fantastic. Shit. Allegedly, I don't really. Can know. I break yeah. in real quick since we're on the start, the topic of since we're talking Toby uh, Keith? Since <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> if you say you should have been a cowboy, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to that so much this past week. I've been jamming Toby Keith, man, for real. And I don't know if he, he de- <laughs> it's technically not country, but he's southern. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis passed away. Oh yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, he did like Mary's cousin. Well, like, yeah, he died but... three or four times. In the last two <laughs> yeah, that guy is like so, our equivalent. TMZ of... reports, you know, like, check your well, story. The shit that he's done though, he's like our um, Keith Richards. Like that guy was fucking crazy on like speed. Yeah, yeah but he also married a fourteen-year-old cousin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what Matt said. He married his cousin. I was like, uh, he married his fourteen-year-old cousin. <laughs> he... That's not even the worst part. She was fourteen. You dropped yeah. the lead on it. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> dropped a big. Big piece of information there. Uh, that's a. I, I did hear detail. that though today. Yeah. I was. I yeah, was he passed today, should... but continue. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah, Toby. He's a little shithead because apparently it's inhumane to decall cats now. But I was like, this cat is one hundred percent an inside cat. But I get it. So I'm just so used to Eli, just the greatest cat of all time. He was declawed and R.I.P. R.I.P. Funny Eli. story about decalling cats. Oh, um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doing that, that on the side now. No, so. Kelsey, my wife, you know, she, before, uh, years ago, she took this cat from this lady. Like, this this lady was, like, keeping this cat in a fridge and shit. Like, just terrible. Now that I think about it, my wife has a habit of saving animals in terrible situations. Anyway, um, 
she refused to get she refused the cat's name's Kiki. She refused to get Kiki declawed. Well, she was living with her parents at the time, and so fucked up story. Like she went out of to Kel went out of town, and her parents literally took Kiki and went and get her got her declawed <laughs> behind her back. She got back. She's like, "What the fuck, y'all do to my cat?" It's like, oh, oh man, lucky. We didn't want her tearing up the couches, which makes 100% sense. Yeah, that's all seems like we got a baby. Mm-hmm. We got furniture. Keeps like, them from tearing shit up. But mm-hmm. seriously, like, I've asked Claire, and they're like, yeah, it's considered inhumane now. And I guess yep. it's like it's like an abortion. Like, you have to, like, know somebody. And you got to go to a dark alley to get it. <laughs> Three state lines over. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I just, like, this cat. Well, I understand because, like, well, if it's a feral cat, it has to defend itself. Excuse me. Uh, I'm drinking beer. I was like, this cat is not, you know, the only thing it's going to fight is, like, me on the couch over the remote, you know, like we're, it's, it's a straight laid back cat is what I was hoping for, but yeah, he's calling up everything. He doesn't understand that he has 20 razor sharp claws Mm -hmm. and teeth. So I guess it's just a phase and I just got to like blow some smoke in his ear and really mellow him out. But Toby, the cat uh, is a really good cat. We did go to the fair this past week and we made the mistake of doing, uh, what's it called? The sky lift. Uh-huh. That's like you know, like the ski lift, but it, you're like in a little yeah, and yeah. it just takes you on this line. No, I'm out. Yeah, that well, Ellie, the first, literally, we first walk in, she sees that, and she wants to do it. That thing was thirty dollars, by the way, and yeah, it takes right. you from one end to the midway to the, to other. the other. Yeah, and, and drops you off. And and I I was not about that at all, but I was like, well, I'm not gonna like be the big pussy of the family, so I get in. They start lifting us up, and I go, oh fuck this! I'm like freaking out. Ellie sees me freaking out. She's freaking out. We got like tears in our eyes together. She, I, you know, I get over it. I'm just gripping like death grip. But Ellie the whole time was just crying. And we're going over and I'm like, you know, it's going to be okay. I'm thinking in my head like, well, if we fall down, the people below us will cushion our landing. We might be okay. Because you're going over like the most crowded. That's where all the kids are. Yeah. For anyway. fatty in the crowd. Let's <laughs> live right there on that tent with all those fat people getting hot corn dogs. But she could like notice my fear and it really set her off and it really set us off on the wrong footing to start the fair because literally five minutes in and she was just tear like tears rolling down her eyes and I, I was partially blamed because I'm just not a fear of that. I like to keep my feet on the ground and when we started lifting off and it just you, and, oh it was windy that day and we were just swinging uh, yeah, back and forth swam. yeah and we finally landed and she she obviously got into it um into the fair later on but. Boys, it's expensive. Like, I don't know if you've been, but it's yeah. it's like a minimum of $200. The last easy. time I went to the state fair, I actually worked it. I was a carny for a day. Hell uh, yeah. Was that so, like your make-a-wish? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you were sick last year. <laughs> <laughs> before I got sick, as a matter of fact, but... For a little while, little known fact that I was an archery instructor. I was a. a oh no, that I, that's I not little that. known. Yeah, fucking, we know that. Yeah, that's, that's the viewers may not part know of the that. lore of the yes. league. Uh, yes, I am a trained archery instructor, and um, to help out Texas Parks and Wildlife, they needed volunteers, and I worked their booth one year, like just teaching little kids how to shoot arrows, which that was really cool. Pretty fucking. But cool. I didn't even explore the fair that year because I was working it. Um, but other than that, man, I don't know when the last time I went to the state fair was. Yeah, that's what that's what we were thinking too. And we went on the last day, and we got there early, and it was great, man. It really didn't start getting crowded till like one or two, and by that point, we stayed a couple more hours. But we were there like four, at least four to five hours, and then getting out was pretty. Like overall, it was a nice experience. And if it just wasn't so expensive, I'd have nothing to complain we about. We always go on. I told you my plan. Yeah, that's next year. We plan. always go on at random, like Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The kid, you don't have to worry about a fair day being there. Senior Most people are at day. work. Yeah, it's like senior, senior yep. citizen day. Easy breezy. I get. I, I want to do two things. I want my Fletchers, mm-hmm. and I want to go to the car, the auto hall. The auto hall yeah. That's all I want to do. Everything else is just whatever. Yeah, I get. You know, we got kids now, so I got to go down the midway and spend five hundred dollars. And <laughs> yeah, See, I was, dude, that's all that shit. That's where we wasted it. Was always the mid, midway. Like I'm, I'm a gamer by my 
I well, suck. I always lose at everything I do. But you're a gambler too. You like a yeah, gamble. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah more of a gambler of than a gamer. Like here, yeah. Take my twenty dollars and let me tell you, I can get that goldfish that I want. Yeah. When I could have went to Walmart and bought one for five dollars. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I gave you my money. I'm stupid. They had that. You know the basketball where the rim is basically smaller than regulation. That and it's like war. It's like oval. You know how much yeah. it was for one shot? Probably like twenty bucks, fifteen bucks. Ten tickets, which is ten dollars. You yeah. get one shot. You're kidding me. Nope. And it was like. Two for two for twenty and like three for twenty five and Ellie's like, can you do that? I said, not for, <laughs> no. not for ten bucks. Hey, so no. My wife hates it, but I I do have a little uh, claw stuffed animal that sits in the mm-hmm. windshield of my truck. She thinks it's stupid, but so back in the day, I don't know. I grew up at truck stops because my dad was a truck driver, so naturally I always played claw games. Mm-hmm. Little known fact: I'm a baller at claw games <laughs> i won that teddy bear it was a three for one i got three of those it was at the way back in the day at brookshire's they had a claw machine riding right by the exit doors hey brenda stepsister hey you got 50 cents on you yeah here little brother took it 50 cents in one claw three fucking prizes lo and behold my favorite fucking little teddy bear in the world my riding buddy sits right there to this day to this day we always do that at Walmart. So fuck, Lauren's the, gotta play fuck the screwy games. You know, I don't want no bent rims. Just give me a claw and some some object at the bottom of a pit, and I can grab that. Back. Again, this is where I told you the true fair carnival experience is when it comes to town here in the old high school parking lot. Oh, they've been doing that since we were kids. That's the true value because you can get a wristband for $20. Unlimited rides. Oh hell, I twenty bucks, that. and then like your basketball. They have a basketball thing there. It's like three shots for five bucks. Yeah, that's that's the poor man's fair. That's for that me. I, dude, and you get the real fucking carnies. These dudes are on the fucking road. Oh, city yeah. to city, sketchy, methed out. That's what I want that's for my the, family. That's your dirt scene right there. That's how you find your turkey legs. Turkey legs, funnel cakes, and fucking lemonade. You can't fucking beat it. Dude, yeah, where uh, Walgreens and Red Oak is now, that field. It used to be uh-huh. that field. That's where it was always. Mm-hmm. It was Brookshire's. You go buy your week worth of fucking groceries at Brookshire's. Or David's, as it used to be. Or yeah, we were David's. Yeah, David's. Or. Sure valued before David's. Thank you. That's what I was about to right say. There, right there by Tater Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there by the alley cat. Yeah. Fucking bar- veterinary that's still there. Um, it's funny you bring up, sure, you know. That grocery store, do you remember how it was laid out? Oh, I could walk you through it to this day. Do you remember how you went to the right and you mm-hmm. went into that, like, tunnel? Cubby hole? <laughs> yeah. And the, the the uh, like, the check cashing little mm-hmm. booth was right mm-hmm. there, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you went into the, like, you go to the right. This is the difference between, like, grocery stores now, which are basically all Walmart super centers. Before, you know, like, having a Walmart super center back in the day was like, oh, my gosh, this is a big thing. It's like. That's just what Walmart is now. Yeah. But, like, back in the day, like, that grocery store, you walked in, you turned right, and then it had, like, a tunnel where all, you like, the produce Produce was, was, and then it was, like, dairy. Dairy, yeah. And then you made the turn, and Mm -hmm. it was meat along Mm -hmm. that back aisle. What a crazy, I mean, and then they always had the, everybody talks about elevator music. There's, like, a grocery store music, Mm -hmm. because they had, like, that piped in, I mean, it was elevator music. Yeah. You know, you sauntered your way through the grocery mm-hmm. store, and it, there was a smell to it. There was a, it was a whole vibe. Dude, we were so poor. I could take you to this day to where the Shasta fucking cola was, <laughs> and the Tiki Punch, because you know we lived in that neighborhood behind yep, there. So yep. me and Ben, 
like in the summers, we'd just get on the bikes. And if we wanted a soda, we would just ride up to David's because yeah. you could get them out of the little coolers or whatever. To this day, like summers, waking up, riding down, get going to the donut store down there. Mm-hmm. Best donut store in town. They're like Judy's Cafe number Ju- five. Yeah, number five. Some random. That's where we'd always go to eat too. There was also the there was a video. There's yes. It wasn't everybody remembers Astro, but there was a little. Little tiny, oh, and they had the, they had the little key tags that mm-hmm. you would pull off the shelf and go turn in. Mm-hmm. But uh, we went in. Speaking of Judy's Cafe, so several years ago, uh, when we were thinking about starting a restaurant, we went in that building when it was empty. Dude, you could have taken like a you could have taken like a spatula or like a I don't know a spatula and just peeled the tar off the walls oh my god i mean I they that. were yellow i mean you could just feel it like when you that's how judy the liked it that's how it was classic <laughs> judy because it was the <laughs> it was the same seven old men there for however long it was there smoking their cigarettes drinking their coffee talking about their wives for how the the duration of that place's existence so can i go on a random rant real yeah quick? sure go ahead and speaking of old school kind of like red oak days because you were talking about how y'all rode your bikes to uh, True Value Davids, David, whatever. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother, we would ride our bikes to, it used to be the Diamond Shamrock. Everybody called it Lucky Lady. It was mm-hmm. Diamond Shamrock to me and Josh. And they used to, that's where all the police, like literally it was the only gas station off 342 except the Exxon over Ovilla Road. But inside there they had, they used to have that little grill. Mm-hmm. And a little, I don't know if she was Asian, uh, you know, a little... Little lady always uh, worked there. Made the best hamburgers. Mm-hmm. But what she really excelled at was breakfast croissants, sausage, egg, and cheese there. You go in there. We'd ride our bikes up there during the summer, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, whatever. Go in. We'd, we'd be like, can we stock some Cokes? Whatever we had to do, like put some new chips out or whatever. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd give us breakfast for free. But every day it was like all the cops in red were just in there huffing cigarettes because <laughs> they had like a little. Uh, they had like seating. They yeah, had they like had three booze like right in a row. I remember that gas station. So you know, it's, it, but I say that because it's so crazy. It, it drives me nuts. Like where Red Oak is now, and you know, times change, whatever. But like, I wish that Diamond Shamrock still just existed in the form that it was because mm-hmm. it was like small town USA. Like, really, you went yeah. into that gas station. You can get a hamburger at lunchtime or breakfast croissants in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was the first place uh, that morning, the morning I turned 18, went by my first legal pack of cigarettes, bought my first lotto ticket, and now it's just a fucking clusterfuck to get in and out anywhere mm-hmm. in that city. Yep. Anyway, tangent. Tangent over. Yes. Um, where are we at? I don't know. I'm I having a good time. I told, you, I told you, you I swerved. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I'm having a good time. Uh, uh, I went to the fair. What about you guys? Oh, yeah. You mentioned how uh, you were a carny for a day. <laughs> <laughs> I was a carny for a day. <laughs> and then it just rolled from there. But you mentioned the seniors. Uh, what, what did we say about Senior this? Citizen Days on Wednesday. Yeah, Senior Citizens. I work at a senior center now. So this after, this morning, I work in Carrollton at the Carrollton Senior Center. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, show them this podcast, man. Yeah. Show it to a was it Carlos? Yeah, <laughs> what a shot! Yeah, so I get to hang out with the seniors all day, which you know they come in, um, and there's a group of probably like ten or fifteen pool players. We have pool tables in there. There's this man, straight out of the 1980s, Jerry curled hair, little <laughs> fuck yeah, just a five I'm foot in. I'm five in. foot eight uh, Hispanic type looking guy. And it, regardless of whatever shot anybody makes, he's just like, what a shot, what a player. <laughs> and 
<laughs> this is the best part of my, like. Why do I think of Lou Diamond Phillips whenever he fucking made that? Dude, no. No, you got to think more like mobster, like uh, uh, Italian mafia. So, like, straight up Jerry Curl mullet. It's a Jerry Fuck Curl yeah. fucking. I'm going to take a picture and just send it to y'all so y'all know. Like, But it's just the funniest thing in the world because. Every day, he comes in probably about like 2.30 in the afternoon, and then I know, because as soon as he walks in the door, it, there's groups of people playing pool, and he's like, oh, what a shot, what a player. <laughs> so you know when he, he makes his presence known. But they're like 70-year-old grown men, and it's like, oh, fuck your mother. <laughs> like, his mother's dead, probably. <laughs> so I have a question. So when you say senior center, is it a living center, or is it just like a rec center for seniors? No, it's a rec center. Just Common. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Common mis- yeah. Okay, no, I just... No, but it's great. Uh, but the, the cool part of my about today was is I get every like the in, the last ride of every month. I basically take the seniors. There's like a group of ten or fifteen. Um, we go out to lunch, and today was Bavarian Grill. There's a Bavarian Grill in Plano, which Dirk they sent Dirk chicken noodle soup during the playoff run when he was sick. Fuck yeah! And they he has they have a signed jersey and like a thank you letter from him, like thanks for the chicken noodle soup. Um, but I was telling. Uh, Andrew, before before we went live, it's just the coolest fucking like the stories that I hear in my day to day life is just like the characters again. Carlos, it, Carlos isn't his name. I I can't remember, but the characters just make my day so much greater. Um, but other than that, that that was my Friday, cold, wet, drizzly day. But I loved it. Coming over here, coming down thirty five, looked like a fucking coming of a nuclear holocaust mm-hmm. or something, and. I don't know. For some reason, it's almost like one of my favorite type of days because it's just like. Oh, I love today's like. Yeah. Days like today where it's like sixty three degrees with like an overcast. Like, my wife hates it, but I was like, to me, that's just like smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee all day. Yeah, I love it because I have depression and it just. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> Gets you right in the mood. <laughs> yeah. But I was trying, to, you know, um, they you could see kind of the Red Oak football fields from the highway now, and I was just thinking like. It was perfect football. What, like Friday night lights tonight. Like, oh, when I left, when I left, I lived so close to the stadium, I could hear the PA, and I was like, "Oh shit, this would be a bad." I would love to play in this. No, it, it, it's not. Even like when at that time, it wasn't really rainy. It was just like that mist. Still, it was sitting. the mist. Yeah, just like dude, this would be perfect. Fuck any sport mm-hmm. weather. Like yep. you're just out there gritting through it. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's a World Series tonight, but uh, can none of them win? <laughs> yeah. I fucking hate yeah, both, both cities. Yeah. <laughs> nah, well, I got something on that coming up. Yeah, we'll save the sport talk for right. there. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it, you know, it's a it's a crazy Friday. Or not a crazy Friday. It's just one of those. Crazy good. Yeah, crazy good. It's just like. Well, good. Uh, I'm in the second week of my new job. I don't. I've said some messed up shit on this podcast, and I'm about to say it again. I don't condone it, but I understand it. Road rage. Oh, because now I'm, I went from a four-mile round trip commute to work to now 80 miles round trip and the shit that I see on the roads. And I like to consider myself a good driver. I've never had an accident. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. The shit I see on the fucking roads just drives me fucking insane. I would have thought you would have thought that the day somebody ran, ran you off the road when you had your motorcycle. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I was just lucky to get out of there. Yeah. I was just lucky to get out of there, but I've never told you that story. I don't think, but yeah. Uh, Those are your bad boy days. You had a motorcycle. I did. I had a, Crotch rocket. Ooh, bad boy. Had Sweet a crotch, crotch rocket. rocket yeah, I bought it brand new at the showroom floor as like a 22 year old. I was real smart. Super smart. <laughs> Finance that. <laughs> Probably for... like a 17% interest rate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was yeah. fucking real smart. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so second week of the new job. Um, 
it sucks because I went from like finally not feeling like a noob at my previous job going right back to like questioning everything I ever do. So, uh, but it's good. Culture's good. Got a bunch of good dudes around me. Um, Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is 0.6 miles away from the job. My wallet and my wife hate me, but. See, that's, uh, so I've been working in Carrollton for seven months now, and I can completely relate. The thing about driving and traffic that drives me nuts is like the, the person, uh, you know, regardless of sex, race, religion, if you are in the left lane, the far left lane, mm-hmm. and you're getting passed by somebody on the right, uh, mm-hmm. you're in the wrong fucking lane. Yeah, it's time yeah, to get you over. Don't need to take Move the fuck over. Time to get over. Like, it, And it, it never ceases to amaze me. Somebody's doing 55, 60 with no traffic in front of you in the far left lane. There's just no awareness. In fact, I actually drive more often than not in the far right lane now because you really can go faster in the far right lane. Mm-hmm. It's like this whole fucking shift because everybody thinks, oh, I get over to the left, I'll be in the fast lane. But you're not going fast. But you're not going fast. You have to go fast to be in that lane. <laughs> One thing I did see today, I guess somebody was like, had like a Halloween party in the office because I'm driving and I'm passing this car and I just have the habit of just looking over and then I just see like a guy in a Michael Myers mask just driving like this. <laughs> <laughs> and threw me. Like I passed him and it didn't register because it's like 6.15 in the morning <laughs> and I just pass him and I'm like, was that fucking Michael Myers? <laughs> he's just like like this, like he's making his commute to work. What I <laughs> love is kill. that uh, Halloween's actually on a Monday, so he could have wore that on a Monday, but he's like, no, nah, I'm kicking this weekend off, right? We got a lot of killing on a Friday. We can wear costumes at work. I'm going to be Kurt Cobain. I'm just going to wear a flannel and vans and jeans, and I'm just going to put some, like, blood. We have, a, uh, we have a Halloween party for the seniors on Monday, as a matter of fact. We're, like, not a luncheon, but it's just, like, a costume party. And I've been told that it's a pretty big, like annual see to me with somebody who doesn't have any i only have one parent left and no grandparents that would be cool because i would like dig the stories and that's the best part of my job seriously i love i would yeah that i would i would dig that because now i'm in like anytime anytime an older person i'm old enough now Anytime an older person speaking, I'm trying to listen in. Yeah, you appreciate the, it. The shit they've seen and gone through. Well, we got Veteran Days uh, coming up, so shout out to all the vets out there. Um, but like they, it, it's cool because you see all these grandparents wearing their Vietnam hats. Mm-hmm. There's there's a couple guys who have Korean hats, uh, but they all wear them so proudly. Oh yeah. So like it's, and then like they tell you their story, and it's like, man, you're such a cool guy. Or you know, even the ladies, like just some sweet. I get fed sweets. I, it's so odd. Like, you would think, like, the older people get, you know, they get away from sugars. I Like, I get a plate full of brownies every morning, basically. Like, at 7.45, it's like, oh, yeah, we just brought you some cookies. and Thank you. I bet you they love Jake. <laughs> oh, they do. I bet they you do. they do. <laughs> oh, come on. He goes, oh, yeah, they do. They do. They, do. Uh, they fucking love me. I'm in their wheels. Yeah, that, that was the long game. Hey, True story. A guy within like the first two months, he owns a lake house on Lake Louisville, yeah. And he's one of the pool players, um, and overheard him talking about it one day. I was like, "Oh, you got a lake house?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, I'm a, you know I'm a big outdoorsman. I love fishing." He's like, "I'll give you the keys, man. You can come to the lake house anytime you want." Jeez. I was like, "Okay, Jack. Thanks a lot." <laughs> okay, Jack. Uh, can I call you Papa Jack, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just it's so amazing and like. Uh, it, it, it almost it's borderline like sad because it's like do your grandkids like, yeah it's almost pre- like they want somebody to hang out with yeah. or appreciate it 
And it's like, if you have grandchildren, like, do they, because I'm like you, I don't have any grandparents, I, you know, uh, and I haven't for the longest part of my yeah, life. Yeah, me the neither. Part, but it's just so cool to, uh, like, hang out with them. And I was telling Andrew, again you know, off, off uh, the podcast, is like, there's this one guy who always, that he tells these next-level jokes. They're not dad jokes. We were at a Bavarian Grill today, and uh, the waiter's name was Carl. He goes, you know, um, being in a German restaurant... Shouldn't your name be spelled with a K? Uh, <laughs> and the guy yuck, was just yuck. like, the guy was just like, uh, no, it's spelled with a C. He, he just went completely <laughs> over his head. Yeah, that was, was like, such a next level joke. Yeah, I was like, dude, the dude was just trying to be funny with you. It was like, and I like, you know, I like had a hearty chuckle inside. Yeah. I was like, there you go, that was a good one, man. <laughs> like, you know that guy that was like, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he just bro. killed. It. He's complimenting himself because that that was man, that was a great observational joke. And, right. and then he also instead of calling him Bratwurst, he was like. Purposely calling him hot dogs. He was like, yeah, I'll take the two hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, cool, man. Like, give this dude And he can get away with yeah, it because like, he's old. <laughs> you can get away with almost anything. But, you know, you got this young waiter. Is like, He just wants his shift to be yeah, over. It's, like, it's 11 o'clock. We just opened and 15 of you seniors came in. <laughs> of course, the seniors show up right when they open. Yeah, I've been there. I understand that. Uh, so, we got a long show. Let's Probably going to be extended because I'm going to ramble. You're good. No, no. We're good. Let's get to the news desk. <laughs> oh, come on. You're a touch. Don't let me throw you off your game. All right. <laughs> I don't know any of these buttons. In, I press them every time, too. <laughs> in, a sh- in, a, in a change, Andrew is going to give us our news story. Oh. Do I just play the audio? Or, or do you want me to build it up? You can give some backs, like some context. Uh, I mean, this is just about the... So Kanye everybody knows Kanye went Kanye. He went crazy. I mean, crazier. Yeah, you're going to yay. Uh, yeah. Got all them yay, man. Yeah, I didn't know there was another level to it, but apparently there is. He made some anti-Semitic remarks. Yeah, I've and, heard this is all kind of boils down to Pete Davidson just piping down Kim Kardashian, and he just absolutely oh, he lost his mind. Because yeah. he's kind of, you know, he's always been eccentric and like borderline crazy, but I've always defended him. And I still love his music. I tell people like, hey, he's crazy. He says really bad stuff, but... I can separate the man from the artist, so I'm still a Kanye West fan. But, yeah, he just he just went next level, and he keeps doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. He showed up at Skechers unannounced. Yeah, and, they, and security just escorted <laughs> yeah, him yeah, out. They're like, and then Skechers immediately was like, we plan to do no business okay, with so, him. So this is going to make sense now that Skechers shut him down. So this is the audio of him. This is kind of what got him in trouble. One of the things that just was like the final straw, because he was already in hot water, and he's already been saying all this anti-Semitic shit, and then he said this. The thing about it, me and Adidas, is like, I could literally say anti-Semitic shit, and they can't drop me. I could say anti-Semitic things, and Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Now what? Breaking news this morning. Adidas <laughs> confirming it is ending its lucrative partnership with Kanye West. I did not expect that part. He's <laughs> got the curb music at the end. <laughs> so that's how it all started. And then, like, Gap cut him. Like he said, uh, he's lost Skechers. everything, man. So, and then everything. I had this, um, I took this screenshot because it's like the worst week ever. So it says, it's the aftermath of Kanye's recent actions. It's everything that happened to him. Adidas cut ties. Uh, shit, what's that one name? Bellin, whatever that Italian. Balenciaga. Cl- Balenciaga cut ties. Gap cut ties. Vogue slash Anna. When tour cuts ties, J.P. Morgan Chase bank accounts. Uh, they closes bank accounts. Foot Locker pulls all Yeezy stock. Stem player by K.A.N.O. removes Kanye music. Dropped by talent agency. Dropped by lawyer. 
Good music no longer in partnership with Def Jam Records. He's restricted from Instagram and Twitter. His stadium shows are canceled. His documentary is canceled. Aaron Donald and Jalen Brown all leave Donda Sports, and Adidas is contacting retailers to pull Yeezy um, off all their shelves. They're giving them the real Donald Trump treatment, aren't they? I mean, they're giving them the, you reap what you sow, I guess. Who's crazier, him or Antonio Brown? Uh, Kanye. Yeah. I blame Antonio Brown and CTE. Uh, yeah, who's like Vontae? I can tra- you can trace his crazy back to that Vontae's birth birth hit, yeah. and then he was he like it really his is dialect. CTE. Like his it's not dialect even, change. It's like, not even funny to talk about. Like I think no. that guy seriously has brain injury. From he has football. brain damage. Yeah, and he's I mean he's still Hall of Famer. You think so? You think he's a Hall of Famer? Mm. He was the best wide receiver for like four years. See, he, top of his game. If I don't want to, he's a Terrell to, Davis of, no, but, uh, of a wide receiver. No, Terrell. I get so frustrated sometimes in the short sightedness of where people say Hall of Famer. Like he was a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if he wouldn't have went crazy, and he would have, if, if the last three years instead of being out of the league, he was in the league. Sure, you he could be in that conversation. Yeah, but for the his star when he was in the league, shone brighter than probably any receiver. But that's not what a Hall of Famer is. Yeah, it is. If you were the best of the best for a period not, of time, not for. No, again, there's longevity in in my opinion. You, no. There's longevity added into that. Well, uh, who is it? Uh, Gail Sayers and Terrell Davis would disagree because they were like they burned bright for like four or five years. But that's all. Uh, Terrell again. Davis also had two Super Bowls, and when you talk Hall of Fame, Super Bowl, like Eli Manning is going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback just because he has two Super Bowls. That's it. That's the only reason. Exactly. But in uh, and as a giant hater. I also he was a game manager like uh, that's all he was. Like, oh, you're not gonna have to argue with us that Eli Manning doesn't deserve. A, yeah, no, yeah but, we're not debating what, that. But I mean, it, this is gonna be unfavorable. But everybody talks about like Tony Romo is not a Hall of Famer. Not at all. No, 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 not even people close. People always talk about like these flameouts that you know. In my opinion, like Maurice Jones-Drew well, was a better up. running back than. A lot of people, but he's never going to be in the. That's because he was on the Jaguars. Well, but I was going to say, Antonio Brown won a fucking Super Bowl. Because he was on the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, he won one with Tampa Bay. Am I correct? Didn't he win no, Tampa no, yeah, Bay did, that year? Yeah, yeah, he won one. Yeah, he, you're, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Super Bowl winner. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think they'll give him the Terrell Owens treatment where it's like, look, bro, you're crazy. I don't think he'll get in because of his craziness. I think that's going to want to hold him back because yeah. he won't have, like you said, longevity's not there. But for like a six year period. Who were who three wide receivers that were better than Antonio Brown? I'd have to look it up. I don't know. His yeah, numbers were crazy. He was like 137 catches for 1,600 yards. And I mean, Nick, Nick's got my back on this. Nick agrees. I, I yeah. The Steeler fan? The, yeah. Our one and only Steelers fan that listens. Yeah. Hey, and shout out to him. I mean, again, the Steelers during that time period, I mean, you could. They were so, like, they had great wide receiver, great running back. What was it? Who, who is the running back that I Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon. It's the same. Like, to me, I think of them both being in the same category. Yeah, like, I agree y'all, with that. Y'all are byproducts of a great team that y'all were on. And I'm not saying the team wasn't better or y'all didn't enhance it. But, like, again, when Le'Veon went to Kansas City, like, that's who he was. Like, okay, well, one of them makes the Hall of Fame. Which one makes it? Le'Veon or Antonio? I'd give it Antonio, obviously. Yeah, me too. Because like, he was a better positional player. And I'd give they, you were, that, like, they were both products of a Hall of Fame head coach. And then it goes back to, um, again, when it comes to the Hall of Fame and stuff like that, to me it's like, um, does Antonio Brown's career exist, or the Hall of Fame credentials exist in a, in a different era? Like, it's that shift to where, 
you have to have wide receivers. Like it's more of a passing game now than it was a running game. So that, that's like, why Emmitt Smith's record is untouchable. It'll never be broken. I agree. Just because of the way the game's going. Well, Jerry Rice too. And Jerry Rice played in a different era. You think anyone's played touch like that? four decades? Yeah, and see, that's that's like. <laughs> That's what's crazy with Jerry Rice to me is like, I mean, I know it's the West Coast offense and that was like the first shift to, but that dude, Jerry Rice's numbers are he was still, insane. He was still snagging like 900 yard seasons as like a 42 year old or yeah, some he's shit. Just, there's no debate in my mind. It's Jerry Rice number one. I don't know how we start talking about Jerry Rice. I don't Rice know. Guys, <laughs> let's, get, let's get back on yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. So Kanye's move. crazy. Okay, to, and, no, no, oh, no. that's what it was. Who's crazier? Yeah. Kanye yeah. Or Antonio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great question. Yeah. They're both crazy. But Kanye's great. Kanye is just, he has, he's the biggest narcissist I've ever seen in my life. Every, the whole world revolves around him. Well, wouldn't you go a little crazy too if a guy that looked like Pete Davidson dig down your lady? Yeah, like, I can't, I, I can't stand Pete too. Davidson either. I love Pete Davidson. I think he's I, hilarious. He is the least funniest person that's ever been. Yeah, but I, I mean, I get his humor. Uh, again, he's a byproduct. He, Lucked into the Kardashian bit, and it's like, okay, let's ride coattails. And he shot a shot. But that's everybody says Kanye is insane, and I completely agree. Like, I think it started when his mom died. But you have to give the guy some like genius credit. Hey, for, like, like everything he's done was was calculated into getting his brand built up, and that, and then it's like you single handedly crushed all of your. And then and then if you hear people that have worked with him musically, they're like. He's a fucking genius. Like yeah. he's the most talented person I've well, have because he, he's from Chicago, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. from Chicago. Yeah. <clears throat> and to quote to quote Kanye, name one genius that ain't crazy. Yeah, he gives himself. He even acknowledges that but he's a genius. He is a genius. I love Kanye. Right. He's, a, he's a piece of shit for what he's been saying, yep. and he's going. He's Kanye gone off the music. deep end. Yeah, that's Kanye what I was gonna say. I love Kanye yeah. music. Yeah. That's part of what I've been listening to. Called <laughs> been, drop, I look, when all out. this came out, I was like, I'm gonna fucking go back. I'm listening to Donda and Graduation Day again. Well, call it dropout. I think. You just reference it. That probably is like one of my favorite rap albums of all time. And it, that's kind of like a soundtrack, like high school, senior year in high school, first two, three years of college. Like that's what was on the playlist. Like, yeah. Something off that record was always being spun yep. somewhere, wherever yep. the hell you were. Yeah, well. All right. So let's move on to Mount Rushmore. And in keeping in spirit with our Halloween theme, even though we haven't got to it yet, we're getting to it. Our Mount Rushmore this week. <laughs> We're like an hour in. We, we haven't even mentioned 38 it. minutes in. We haven't mentioned Halloween once. Yeah, our, uh, our, our Mount Rushmore this week, uh, this episode, is our favorite Halloween movies or favorite horror movies, yeah. if you will. Yeah, it doesn't have to be like Halloween. It doesn't have to be like Halloween. Focus or yeah, something. Yeah, no. That's a good one, though. Honorable, honorable, honorable mention. No, but I think, nah. I think we are going to, though. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, all right. So, in typical fashion, we will let our guest go first. Jake, why don't you give us your first? We'll just rip them out. Uh, you know, uh, give give us all four. Give us all four. He, he's not prepared. No, I was prepared, but I, I have teeter tottered. I think uh, without a question, um, it, just a personal thing of mine. Um, the Shining's up there. The Shining's got to be on there. That's a good one. Um, but then also, I again. It's not like it's the greatest movie in the world, or no. Anything. These are personal no, to yeah. you, yeah. I yeah. think I think Saw one, okay. Like just kind of like where it took the whole idea of like what a horror movie is mm-hmm. to a, I totally like agree. a thriller. I totally yeah. agree. Introduce torture porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Um, I, I watched like the first five of those in theaters too. Like that's how like we were. Me and my buddies, we all love Saw. I will go Kitty on it because Casper, like I, just anytime. Oh, that's, oh my God. Ooh. 
That Damn, was a man. perfect time. I <laughs> just saw the spirit, bro. I think Casper's in the room. Uh, but then fourth, and it's probably my favorite, is The Devil's Rejects. Right? Yeah, that's a really good one. I know. I, I don't know if it's really a Halloween movie. But it's horror. Yeah, the, the it's a horror gore and, yeah. and stuff. I, uh, and Josh, you know, um, me and him would watch that movie like on repeat, like mm-hmm. all the time. It's like one of those random-ass movies, but I love that movie. It just I could... You put that on any day of the week. I'm watching Devil's Rejects. That's so a good. That's, that's a that, good list. That is my favorite gore, Halloween, scary thriller type movie. That's a good list, man. You got any honorable mentions? Oh, man, I, even like House of a Thousand Corpses on there. Yeah, I was gonna I, say that was like the sequel to it almost. Yeah. Um, the Birds for like an old school Ooh, movie. Hitchcock. Yeah, that, that was that one's good. That freaked me out as a kid. Me too. Um, which I was always out on Halloweens. Like, I mean, not... Oh, uh, it hurts. It hurts Andrew. Mm-hmm. I just... I don't like that. But, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think honorable <laughs> mention would be, like, The Birds or, like, an, a classic Psychos up there. But yeah. uh, I've never really been a big um, horror flick person. Me neither. And I'm glad you said that because I'm going to segue into mine because I'm not a big horror film guy. I'm... Uh, I've self-proclaimed that I'm a trash TV watcher. Like, I don't like, like, he'll tell you, like, there's so many great movies that I've never seen. So, number one for me, Scream. Classic. Brought the slasher film back, you know, back in. And talk about me, Ben, and Taylor. I remember us making a pallet on the floor in our rooms, in our double wide, in our fucking big, huge, like, cube like tube tv like all laying down <laughs> taylor in the middle of us like watching that movie um shout out uh fuck what's her name nev campbell Pale. no well nev campbell jennifer love hewitt oh that was never mind that's no I, I know what you did last i've time. got that one coming courtney uh, cox no uh pale oh pale. shit the old official tits Rose, of oh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Shout out Rose McGowan and her tits. Former official tits of the podcast. Former official? <laughs> who's, who's, who's the new one? I don't know, but I did replace her, but I can't she's, remember. With she's the Hall of Famer, though. Yeah, the scene where she gets in the garage door and she's hanging. And, yeah. if, and if she somehow dies. But yeah. 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 <laughs> it's very impractical, yeah. but. Before you move on, as we're talking about Scream, I, I didn't see the original Scream until I was probably 18, 19 years Ooh. old. I, I'd never. Yeah, see, for me, that was a movie, because I have an older sister, too, That's like, and she's all about these movies, too, so Scream was on my honorable mention, I'll just say, and we watched, that was very iconic, at least in my family, Scream. because it brought, it did bring back the slasher films, and from what it, not only did it make them relevant again, but they went on a run. Oh, yeah. Scream uh, 1 through 3. I know 3. what you did last summer, yeah. and a well, lot Scream of Scream 1 through 3 were great, and Ghostface. I the, agree. 1 the, through 3 actually the is a great trilogy. It brought that into, like, mainstream relevant, mm-hmm. relevance, like... It just it did so much for the genre and kind of movies in general. So, you'll uh, probably see a scream mask like oh, on Monday. On you'll Monday, see yeah, one. for sure. Yeah, that's twenty five years ago. You'll yeah. still see that mask. Oh yeah. Um number two for me, the Strangers came out in 08. Uh, that to me is just so fucking terrifying. Like you're home alone, these people attack you for no fucking reason. That's the scariest part. There's no reason. They yeah. don't ever give you a reason. Like, that's just fucking terrifying to me. I think the most, just to piggyback, the most terrifying, well, not the most, but what's terrifying is being attacked, obviously, but being harassed or being in your own house. In your own where house, Where you're meant yeah. to feel the safest. And mm-hmm. I think that's what hits the biggest nerve. Yeah. Is when I come in and I lock my doors, I don't have to worry about outside world. If someone knocks on my door on a Saturday at 1 o'clock, 
my bowels drop <laughs> and I nearly had to take a shit because I'm looking out the windows yeah. and I'm just hoping they leave. Like, yeah. I don't want anybody to come to my house un- unannounced yep. unless it, I look out and it's mad. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you doing, man? No, you got to call first. I won't call or text because I know you hate calling. I'll text yeah, you. Yeah, I do hate people calling me. Uh, number three, uh, the original Candyman. I haven't seen the remake, but. It was good. Dude, the original Candyman, like the dude and the bees in the mouth. Uh, it's uh, Tony Todd. Tony Todd, God. He's scary just like doing interviews he got as a real ty- person. He got typecast oh, because of that. Because he just looks like a fucking psycho killer. Yeah. So, and, but good for him. He's made probably a great career. He probably yeah. a house in Malibu. Yeah. You know, just from making these movies. Yeah. So Candyman, uh, and then you mentioned it, four on my list. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Scream, and I know what you did last summer. That was just kind of my era growing up, yeah. like junior high, high school. Shout out Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I had the biggest crush on. Like Didn't that was my, yep. that was like my celebrity crush when I, when I was growing up. So. See, I know her from, uh, what was it, Party of Five? Party, Party of Five. Five, yeah. <laughs> that's where, because like I said, older sister, so I was like, oh shit, that's the girl from Party Abusive Five. Abusive relationship. Yeah, and, she's toxic, guys. Yeah. 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 Yep. Girls, girl, ladies, don't stay in those toxic relationships. Yeah. Yep. You can um, do better. So, uh, honorable mention, House oh, of Wax. Oh, that's a ladybug. I didn't know what that was. That's good luck, man. House of Wax was <gasps> always scary to me. Uh, the, Texas Chainsaw. We'll the, the remake? Yeah. Like the, and that had that, oh, I can't think of her name, but. She's a total baby. We just sound like old horn dogs. So I'm going <laughs> to stop, talk, stop talking. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre because uh, Jessica Biel boobs. <laughs> we just said we're old horn dogs. I don't care. I'm going to wear it. I don't. Okay. I am who I am. All right. Uh, That's valid. Uh, you got something? Yeah, I was going to jump back in because as you, I wasn't unprepared, but I did totally, when you said something about like just scared you out of your seat, I do remember seeing The Descent in mm. the movie theaters and that was one of those things where it was just like a pitch black screen for a second and like it wasn't a scary like it wasn't like I was scared it was just like oh shit that caught, caught me it's like yeah. you're in a, a haunted house yeah. and it's like what's around the next corner and then you mentioned Scream because of the mask and it's not a, a scary movie it's but it is coming up V for Vendetta the Guy Fox Max yeah. Yeah. like mm-hmm. V for Vendetta on remember remember the 4th of November yep that's also up there like I yep. always watch it around I'll say it's, it's around the same yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. The time of time of the year. But. Yeah. Uh, so finishing out, I've got two left. Uh, one Leprechaun, another one. Shut us, up. us three. Watch as a little kid and it just scared. We would never. We could never finish it. And it was looking back. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Like so dumb. And number four, and it's not really a horror movie, but it does scare the shit out of me. It, and I think we've talked oh, about I know this. What you're going. Contagion. Yep. Don't know if I've ever seen it. Uh, well, given, your pa- given your past, I wouldn't watch it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, it's about a contagion that wreaks havoc. It's like on if the world. 2020 was worst case scenario. Yeah. I, I remember, it's like a 98 percent kill rate. When, yeah, I remember like when the pandemic started. Uh, Nobody like, wanted to watch like, Contagion. Yeah. Well, I was like, how about Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman? Like that was with my disease movie growing up. Yeah, so Contagion to me is like one of the scariest of because like, it because it could actually happen. That yeah. and like the strangers, the strangers could fucking. You know, we're into true crime. We listen to tons of true crime during the week. Like, crazy shit happens, and mm-hmm. that just... Yeah, Especially ugh. when it's so random. Like you said, random, but There's it's like... There's no reason. You'll hear about a serial killer. It's like, oh, I just saw her walking out of the grocery store, and I, I liked it. Yeah. And I followed her home. She wore, like, that she wore Reeboks. And yeah, I don't that, know, was, I the, that, that was the reason she got targeted and she got killed. Yeah, with strangers, there was no reason. All right, go All ahead. Right, well, mine is the original Halloween from 1978. <laughs> so I don't see how that's not on anyone Jamie else's Lee list. Curtis, Queen of Scream. Yeah, and it's a great fucking movie. It's like the original Boogeyman on screen. I have The Night of the Living Dead, the remake from 1990. That was directed by Tom Savini, who shares my birthday. Shout out, Tom Shout Savini. Out. 
Uh, yeah, that, that movie just genuinely scared me. And Cody Wilson used to watch that growing up. And um, it's just really fucking creepy, man. It's a great remake. I got The Exorcist, which is, yes. a, I think, anyone who watches that and says they weren't creeped out a little bit is full of shit. Yeah. Especially in 1973 when that came out and heads yeah. were spinning. Like, people were literally, like, fainting in the sta- in the audience. Um, a more recent movie, I think it's from, like, 2016, is It Follows. If anybody's ever heard of that. It's about a girl. She kind of hooks up with this guy, and he explains to her that he passed this thing on to her by having sex with her. And it's like this malevolent being now is going to, like, stalk you. And wherever you go, it just follows. And... You have to just, and if it ever catches up, to, it sounds cheesy as fuck when I describe it, but anyone that's ever seen It Follows would agree with me. Like, it's a very original, very, like, it's not like, no, no, it's no, like, boogeyman's coming to get you. It's just, like, this thing that follows you, and that's the creep thing. It never stops. It never sleeps. You just constantly have to be on the lookout for it. So I did a terrible job describing it, but if anyone will look at a trailer of It Follows, I would highly recommend it. <clears throat> My honorable mentions, you said, uh, Jake, you said The Shining. Matt, you said Scream. Uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, Evil that's Dead. Really e- good. The first one specifically gave me nightmares as a child. Like the first one was genuinely scary, and then the next two were really good, but they were more like silly, you know, like Army of Darkness. But the first Evil Dead is still one of the scariest movies I've seen, and the the remake of the Evil Dead from like ten years ago or less than ten years ago was also really good. It's like an exact remake, you know. So it's, they did a good job remaking it. Um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is kind of like a comedy yeah. horror comedy mm-hmm. where they don't realize like they people think they're like these hillbilly like murderers and they're just like good old boys on vacation and they don't understand why these people keep dying these terrible yeah. deaths and they just so I, I first saw that and i was just like I'll, I'll give it a shot and i remember just genuinely loving that movie like it was it was such a pleasant surprise for me and um the last one it's not really a halloween movie but it does involve like suspected killers and it's a old tom hanks classic the burbs mm. I love that movie. That's the, like one of the one movies, one Underrated, of the things I asked for yeah. my birthday. Uh, can I transition to movies that I, like scary movies that I thought just missed the mark completely? Yep. The Village. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. I yep. watched that. I remember Buffalo Theater or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Saw that there and just like the whole time I was like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. No. Just to piggyback off that, because I saw Lady in the Water, his next movie at, at Buffalo Creek, and I remember that was an even worse movie. And at the very end, I remember it got, it got dark, and the guy goes, well, what the fuck was that? <laughs> and everyone just busted out laughing, because we were all thinking the same thing, like, wait, that was it? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was twenty, almost 20 years ago, and I still remember that guy saying that. The movie that gave me that single reaction more than any movie in the world, and it is the epitome of... That exact moment was the happening. Or, uh, so all of them, not Shyamalan's yeah, movies. But, like, the whole movie is just Mark Wahlberg and them running from <laughs> some unknown thing, and it's, it's the wind. Yeah, at the end, it's like, wait, so it was the fucking wind that did it? And you <laughs> see, like, a tree rustling, <laughs> yeah. and that was supposed to, ooh, <laughs> yeah. the trees are rustling. It's Again, like, okay. Like, just, wait, just didn't missing? he do signs, too? Oh, yeah, that was, he kind of blew his load with Six Sense yeah. and Signs. Yeah. Okay. Signs, is, those are two classics. Well, I was opinion. about to say, now honorable mention and shit. I mean, I'm not really sure. You know what? They, if he was here now, he said, well, they all, they, they can't all be home runs, okay? Yeah. I got to hit a single and a double every once in a while. But the happening in the village just completely. The village, like, I totally agree. It's just like one of those things, like the whole movie, you're just like it, the it, the predictability of it. it and it's no, re, you can't rewatch it. Yeah. You know, there's no rewatchable value, but give him credit. He at least makes original movies. Yeah. Again, I, I for the most so, part, his movies are great. You know, yeah. 
but a couple duds. Just missing the mark on like. But when I see a new movie of his coming out, I'll watch the trailer. I'm oh, still intrigued always. every time a new movie of his comes out. You never know out. he's gonna hit another home run. Yeah, for real. It's like, well, it's either gonna be okay or it's gonna be really fucking good. But I'll probably see it regardless. And, a, and another one I need to shout out that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll watch between now and Monday because me and Lauren we watch it every year. Shaun of the Dead. Mm. Yeah, Shaun I the love Dead. that movie. Dude, I fucking That's love a good that movie. movie. That's a good pick. Now that we're talking about like. Not like straight scary, but enjoyable horror or enjoy, yeah. yeah. Other one more movie that scared the shit out of me growing up, and I can't tell you the basis, but I remember it always scared me. Um, the people under the stairs, yeah. If anyone remembers yeah. that movie, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was just the way they looked because they were like whatever, like mutants under the stairs. Like nine year old me, I couldn't handle it, just scary as fuck, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. terrifying. So. I never liked the monkeys on Wizard of Oz, it was oh, like a four or five year old child, Dude, even to the terrified day, they're me. terrifying. Weird that none of us said it. Yeah. The first one was good. The second one wasn't. Well, I was going to say, good. I remember the original one being, you know, literally a PBS show. Yeah, it was like made for TV. Made so for it was like TV. Mm-hmm. seven uh, o'clock, like whole family watched it. Yeah. It was like, I remember it. But the new one, you know, again, I, I think as you alluded to like Scream and like how much it had less. The movie itself was great, but then it had more to do with pop, co- pop mm-hmm. culture moving forward. Uh, it is just such like an ingrained part of you know everybody's afraid of clowns yada yada yada. That I think that really pushed that. But for narrative. me again, I think that's just not on my scale of uh, scaring. I, I'm not. I don't have a fear of clowns, so I, I guess it didn't resonate as much with me. But I do remember Fair. the original. It. I mean, it's a good horror movie. It's long as fuck. Or, like, yeah, it is. What's the guy? Oh, fuck, Andrew. What's the guy's name who played the original clown in it? Tim Curry? Tim Curry, yep. From a Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show. And He's Rich uh, and Rich. Uh, Home Alone 2. Could for a bottle, bro? Oh, I'll take a bottle, too. Got a Sorry, I already got up for that one. Now that I hear Necronomapod so much, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Jake's on. He's like, I'm just going to crack a couple beers. You got, I'm, I'm just getting loose here, fellas. All right. It's going to get worse as the podcast goes so, on. He's going to get looser and looser. So let's move on Pretty to the sure. meat of the episode. Oh, we for oh, Halloween. It's gonna take a while, man. Yeah, it's gonna take y'all buckle up. This may be like a two day event for you listeners. And this fucking fan's not helping. <clears throat> um, we're gonna do a. Uh, this is gonna sound really morbid, like saying it out loud. We're gonna do a bracket style challenge of serial killers. <laughs> we are gonna put serial killers head to head. Andrew has worked for probably two weeks on this list. I did put about together two, two hours last night. Nice. Thank thank God for Wikipedia, boys. So he's got some stats for us. We're all going to vote between two serial killers. One will advance until we get a winner. What a great use of your time, just scrolling through the... Uh, I Yeah, God that's why it, I told FBI him. If the ever comes knocking, <laughs> he's like, I swear I was just doing this for a podcast, man. I, can, I, can, I, can, <laughs> I wasn't trying to get ideas. I can scrub your search history. Yeah. I'll get rid of it. Um, that would make it even worse if I did this search <laughs> and then scrubbed it. So, yeah, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to... We're going to... We're going to... Pick a definitive serial killer, best serial killer of all time. Yeah, so I can go through it. So no, it's a forty-four man bracket. <laughs> we got have, some buys. Yeah, we got we. So it's seated two through eleven, and we got uh, four first round buys. Our first round buys that I picked. So they might have been a little different if you guys picked it, but um, Cleveland torso killer. He was never identified. He's just completely brutality. In my opinion, would give him that nod over Gary Ridgeway, who was a consideration number two seed by the way in this region. 
I should say just like east, west, south, and north. <laughs> just so, break it up. For P- I, this is checking so many boxes for like for us because we're sports guys and we like true crime, and he, we're putting them together. <laughs> yeah. So we're just forcing them to have this fucked up baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't care. I don't know which region or side of the bracket you're going to start in. Yeah, I'm going to start just at the top, top, bottom, and then go to the right and the bottom. Okay, so he's going to give us some stats. Go ahead. All right, the name so, of this particular podcast should be changed from mild and lazy to wild and crazy. Because we are wild and crazy <laughs> right now. For this specific one, because this is a little This morbid. is a little risque. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, here we go. So what's the matchup? This is the number two seed Gary Ridgeway versus this is, this is going to be a – Controversial one because I have Israel Keys as the number eleven seed. What the? F- but when you look at his confirmed, he doesn't have that much confirmed. I mean, they really couldn't get a lot out of him. But Gary Ridgeway, forty nine confirmed, suspected of over ninety. He was active from eighty two to eight to ninety eight. He was, of course, the Green River Killer, and he is the most, second most prolific killer the FBI has on record. He's going up against Israel Keys, who has three confirmed, uh, but is suspected of at least eleven. It just said he started sometime in the 90s, and he was caught in 2012, and he was linked to murders in four states because he had kill kits buried everywhere. Okay, yeah, so let me give you some background on Israel Keys. Israel Keys was scary because he was methodical. He was traveling. He he took steps to cover tracks. He was traveling to cities, renting a car, burying a kill kit, just in case he was ever in the area again and he wanted to kill. Gary Ridgway preyed on hookers out in Washington. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, he brought his son along to some of the killings. So he would pick up sex Bad workers. Enough to pick up sex Nothing workers. like good father-son bonding time. Yeah, I wonder where that kid's Bondage. At. Bondage time. Because <laughs> nice. he would tie him up, yeah. He had strangle him. Hey-o. So, yeah, so that's some background. Um, my vote's going to go Ridgway. Me too. Yeah. Okay, Ridgeway advances. Ridgeway. Okay. And then we have the number three seed in this. (laughs) Sounds so fucked up. Number three seed, we have um, Rodney Akala, the dating game killer. Oh, yeah. He is confirmed for eight, but he's suspected of over 130. So he actually could be the most prolific. He was active from 71 to 79. And, yeah, they said numbers believed to be in excess of 130. And he's going against our number 10 seed. Robert Lee Yates. Robert Lee Yates was active from 1975 to 1988, and he killed minimum of 13 up to 18. Mm. And not much known about, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and give you like a history of all these guys, but I know Rodney Akala is suspected of possibly being the most prolific. But yeah, but there toward the end when he was, a lot of that, a lot of those numbers was him trying to get fucking favors yeah. in jail, trying to get... Which happens a lot. Reduce so really or better accommodations or whatever. Um, but I do believe that he probably killed more than what yeah. he was given yeah. credit for. All right. I'm going to go Rodney Acala just because he was on the dating yeah. show game. I, I, yeah, that's yeah, he really was. The fact that he's a public... Like, he was publicly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and the lady that went on the date with him like refused to take that date because she yep. just got a terrible vibe from yeah, him. Yeah, when Good she she won and the she date was and she was like no. fucking right. Yeah. Good for fucking her. All right, this guy who I I didn't even like hear about and obviously I didn't hear about a lot of these guys, but when you see his picture too, he's just the most blank stare, like dead inside. And he was a businessman from Indianapolis, um Herb Bon Bonmeister. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. He prayed uh hold on, let me see if I can get this right. He would go into gay clubs, yeah. and he owned, like, a mansion, and he would 
bring him back and he would have like mannequins set up and shit. And he like drowned some dudes in pools and drugged them and like one got away. Yeah, her bowmaster. Yep. Yeah, so uh, 11 confirmed, possibly over 20, active from 80 to 96. They said they found remains of 11 people on his property and he committed yep. suicide when the warrant was issued. But because they just usually have like mugshots of this guy and he just has like that. He looks like a regular ass business. You know man. what he looks like? I pulled this picture up. Who was the guy? Is that the mugshot from 86? Yeah, the mugshot here. Yeah, they're right there. Look at that. That's just like such that a cool... mugshot. It looks, looks like just... Warren Jeffs. That's exactly ah, what right? I was like, That's Warren fucking Jeffs. I hate that's like the most punchable face I've ever seen in my life. Is that Warren is Jeffs. a dead ringer. Him and Warren Jeff could have went. As Halloween for each other. Yeah. <laughs> You'd never Halloween know. for each other. They're fucking identical. I got to find... Okay. And he is up against our number nine seed in this bracket, Randall Woodfield. Active from 79 to 81. He had 18 confirmed, up to 44. He was the I-5 killer. And, fun fact about this guy, I found out, he was a 17th round pick by the... Green Bay Packers in 1974. Give me that guy. <laughs> Over her? Over her. No, give me Her, it's her, her. for fucking... Uh, he looks like Warren Jeff. Like, Dude, he's stone cold look, And he's like, you can tell he's probably like 147 pounds. But like you said, he probably well, just... Well, he, he drug... That's why he had to yeah, drug Yeah, drug him and yeah. just drown him. Yeah. As I pull up Randall Woodfield's mugshot, I'm going to do this for everyone as well, just so I can see. He does look like... He looks like your oh, typical. Oh, I completely fuck. agree. He looks like your typical fucking. He's robbed a store on a Friday night to get some fucking cold beer. Look beer real money. close. He. Why does he look like Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> oh my god, he does. I saw that too. Why does he look right. like Ryan Reynolds? He, he really fucking does. Pretty right. dude. Very handsome dude. Um, that's not him. They always are, man. It's always the handsome the, guy. It's always the good looking ones. All right. Oh, here we go. So next up, these are combo. We have a couple of combos here where it's like, you know, pair killings. Yep. Angelo Bruno Jr. and Kenneth Biaki. Uh-huh. They had 9 to 10 from 1977 to 88. They were the Hillside Stranglers. Yep. So very infamous. Yep. But, you know, it sounds fucked up, but kind of a low number there. They are up against our number 8 seed. So they have a 5 seed. Up against 8 seed, the Long Island Serial Killer list. Oh, give me the list. Yeah, I, can I don't that. even need to. I don't. Yeah. That, that's a good matchup, though. Hillside that versus list. Was that the, uh, is that the uh, underdog there? Lisk was, yeah, that was yeah, five. Yeah. Uh, that was an eight taken out of five. And Lisk, just because it's unsolved. And this is the last matchup of uh, of this region. We have Randy Croft from 71 to 83. 16 confirmed kills, up to 67. He was the scorecard killer. He raped, tortured, and killed a minimum of 16 people. Jeez. Yeah, scorecard killer. I think because... I think he kept, like, detailed records or some shit about it I read. Up against Patrick. Looks like I wrote Kearney. Kearney. Um, from 65 to 77, 21 confirmed, up to 43. He was called the trash bag killer. Young men. Um, oh, it says he may be among the most prolific. Because I think he disposed of them in trash cans, trash can bags. So, I will take the seven seed, Kearney. Trash bag killer. Oh, man. Over the scorecard killer. Give me the scorecard killer so I, I can put that in Jake's hands. Let me double check these because uh, his the, the uh, trash bag killer's mugshot looks wild. You can really just base this off how mugshots. <laughs> That's a uh, score, scorecard killer. Give me one second, people. I'm no, gonna... you're good. This is going to help me. Um, yeah, he's going to get organized because I have to figure out because you know low seed gets the the highest seed and all that shit. So. Yeah, give me the trash bag killer on that one. Trash bag. So we get Randy Kraft. Randy Kraft just looks like a 
It's so crazy how so many of these silly serial killers just look like the dude you went to... His mugshot looks like he's a fucking white supremacist, but... Speaking of white supremacists, I was... (laughs) I I turned on Harbin to get here because I came just a funky way. And there's a house over there and they have ghosts hanging from their trees. Not a good look. It looks like they're hanging KKK members from their tree in their front yard. Ellis County, get up with the times here. All right, so moving on to the... I guess we'll call this the South Bracket. I don't know. It's just four (laughs) different regions. We have... Where am I at? Number two seed. So in this region, our uh, number one seed's uh, Samuel Little. So he gets the first round by. So we have... Where is he at? I tried to do alphabetical, but I did it backwards. (laughs) It was a long night, dude. Uh, We have number two seed, Ted Bundy. 28 confirmed, over up to 33 plus, uh, 71 to 78. He confessed to over 30 murders in seven states. It is likely much higher than that. We have him up against Robert Berdella. Where is he at? How did I spell that? Berdella, yeah. Uh, six kills from 84 to 87. He was the Kansas City Butcher, also known as the Collector. Okay, cool, cool oh, name. Rape, t- rape, tortured, and killed young men. I love the name. Okay, First love off, the love the name. Love the names, but those are rookie numbers. You need to pump that up. I'm giving it to Bundy. Oh, it's Bundy. I mean, like I said, he could have been a one seed for us here. Uh, the uh, Robert Berdella. Oh, shit, I fucked that up. He was up against H.H. H. Holmes. I fucked that up, dude. Who was? Berdella's. Ted Bundy and H.H. H. Holmes. I was looking at a oh, rope below him. Shit. So I, you know, I'm still gonna take Bundy. Yeah, I'll think, take Bundy because there's, you know, as we get into the later brackets and we dial it down a little bit more. Ted Bundy is this wild card. It's a wild card. But speaking of Berdella, this dude kind of looks like. Uh, Please don't say me. <laughs> he looks like uh, Ron Jeremy. Oh <laughs> my god! Like a more <laughs> mixed with um, fuck. Carlos, oh, what a shot! <laughs> but does he have that dick like Ron Jeremy? Almost looks like an older Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a, Charlie like a, Chaplin. Like and fat, fuck, yeah. yeah, like if his career never took All right, off. Well, come on, like you said, rookie numbers. Bundy's getting up there. Okay, and this is our three seed versus ten seed. This is Richard Ramirez as a three seed, the Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a little bit on him, um, which I'm sure you already know. Yeah, but oh, yeah. Ramirez, oh, all I wrote was um, he killed. He was 15, but he did it from 84 to 85, real quick. Um, he's the he's the original Night Stalker and all and, these like crazy ass stories and the and the way brutality and, and the way that they fucking he ran through that neighborhood and all those fucking I think it was Crips. Oh, the whole to, town was after him, dude. To fight, they were beating his ass up and down the street because they somehow knew they like, got away. You got to think this guy's just been terrorizing what the second largest city in America for yeah. like a full year, and when they found out that was him, like they were done, man. They were like ready to kill that guy. He's got to have balls because again, many of these people went out of town. That he did it in his back. He just said, fuck it. I'm not, I'm not wasting gas. <laughs> Y'all seen these gas prices here in the fucking yeah. 80s? Like, fuck that. I'm going to skateboard around fucking Los Angeles. Just fucking murk people. Yeah. By the way, if you haven't watched that documentary on Netflix, it's very good. Do it. Yeah, it's very that's good. A, that's, a good, that's a good watch. And the whole thing with like him and fucking uh, Penn, Sean Penn, yeah. like them being in the same jail and like him. Yeah, you know, it's, it, he had that specific female in mind too. I don't really think it adds to the severity of this case, but like. Again, I think the fact that he did it in his own backyard for so long, like, eh, fuck it. Like, I don't need to, I, I have no risk. And then he had, he had women that would just fawn all over yeah. him. And then he got his oh, like, he teeth got fixed. so much. And, yeah, and then he got like his teeth in, fixed. Like, in prison, like, the women loved him. Yeah, he got, 
Didn't he got he get more married? chicks than we did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he got married. Speak for yourself, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned up. Richard Ramirez, what a stud. They called me the street cleaner. I love the guy, the guy that spice smells like a hobo man's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Probably pulled more chicks than I ever did. All right, so it was Ramirez <laughs> up against Burdell. Oh, we say Kansas City Butcher and the Collector, which that is, those cool aren't names. great names. Those cool are names, names, but I'm giving it. It's Ramirez. You got to give it Ramirez. This might be the bracket of death here with Ramirez. and Well, I guess it's all the bracket of death. Bad joke. All right, next up, we have a four seed. Where am I at? There we go. Carl Eugene Watts, 22 confirmed, possibly over 100. Active from 74 to 82. He was known as the Sunday Morning Slasher. Cool name. Yeah, lots of people have cool names, actually. Up against Anthony Soul. Sewell. Um, he had 11 confirmed kills from 2007 to 2009. He was the Cleveland Strangler, and they were all women. Give me Sewell, because I think it's more impressive that you do it in modern times. I agree. Was he the one that um, he was just putting them up in their, like, he was putting their bodies in, like, below the boards and shit? Um, right next door to the, right next door to the. He was doing own. it right in his own neighborhood, because one chick escaped. Yes. And, like, jumped off the roof, and he went okay, to prison. That's what you're thinking, the yeah, same guy. He, there's he a just document, got back yeah, out. Yeah, I just And he got it. back out, and went, well, I guess I'll just start killing again. And his sister's the one that either knew mm-hmm. or turned him in, mm-hmm. or, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Thinking of the same guy, yeah. Yeah. All right, next we have the five seed, Anthony Loretti. 16 confirmed, up to 31, active from 76 to 80. He confessed to 31 murders in 11 different states. He's up against the the Hart brothers. Old school right here. They're um, suspected of at least 39, up to 50, from 1797 to 1804. They are the earliest known serial killers in America. It was, a band, it was like two brothers going at it. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Reddy because the only Hart brothers I know of are <laughs> yeah. come from the Canadian Dojo, no. <laughs> and I refuse to have that name. Right <laughs> Shut down. the fuck up, dude! Why do you think I named my son Owen? <laughs> There's a shirt too that says Owen three sixteen. I just broke your neck, and I was like, oh my god! It should be what Owen, a morbid Owen three sixteen. I just shit my pants <laughs> or I shit just, my diaper and I put just, it on Owen. But Hell yes. Chris's present coming your way. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that. Owen, I'll take that Owen three sixteen shirt. It's a dope shirt. Uh, yeah. Give me um, Loretti. Yeah. Loretti. Okay. I was gonna go. Okay. I was gonna go Hart for the history. Yeah. Okay. There's no way well, to confirm. While you look up the next bracket or the next one, I was gonna say go back to the Bundy and H.H. Uh, H. Holmes. H.H. H. H. Holmes. If you don't, if you're not familiar. He was a notorious. He some people believe he might have been one of the first serial killers in America. He, in Chicago, and he had a hotel where he built like a. The legend is like a hotel that he he built a home that later became a hotel, and each room he had built specifically for whatever murder he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. And it's wild because it's like he was a doctor. He knew what he was doing, and he would bring quote unquote patients in and. And he put you in this room. Really, that room was a gas chamber, and then he would it had a, a a laundry chute that he would throw. He just slide their body down into an incinerator. He had a, a bondage room, like he had a, the mythology of each killing had a purpose. Yep. Um, so whatever you felt like that night, I was, I'm going to room two. Yeah, you're going to room. Yeah. And then and then there were multiple victims that potentially suffered or were. Um, and captured for months, you know, whatever. And then he, he would just torture them. Little torture chambers. He'd just play little tricks on them or whatever. And It was like a hotel from hell. Yeah, a hotel, was. yeah. But I've also heard that 
It's he a was legend. also a con man and a swindler, and he did a lot. Kind of just kind of made it, like it was all a lot of. I legends, believe he too. got caught on like a tax fraud though yeah. too. I, I, he got caught Chicago, on some bullshit. Chicagoans. <laughs> they love taking their bad guys <laughs> down with taxes. Yeah. But hey, yeah, probably get them get them in jail though. All right, this is our six and seven seed. This is our. Let me see. Where am I at? Kemper, Kemper. That was what the six H. H. seed was supposed to do. Six seed. Yeah. What? He was buying you time. Oh, you're right. I was <laughs> I was so entranced by your speech, bro. I wasn't even paying attention. I was looking at you the whole time. Uh, six seed Edward Kemper. Uh, he has ten confirmed from sixty four to seventy three. He was the co ed killer. Murdered his grandparents at the age of fifteen. Released at 21, and then he killed six women, plus his mother and his his mother's friend. And also, the stuff that he did to her. Also, he killed his mom, cut her head off, and then fucked her head. So yeah, so he was the one. Uh, that's <laughs> Those are extra like points. In my opinion. He was in Mind Hunter. Yeah, he's yeah. the guy that's like six foot nine. Yeah, yeah. and he's beast. like his IQ is like off the fucking charts. Yeah, Fellas, yeah. If and you're he like cut mustaches. Out. You might want to shave him. <laughs> Every one of these motherfuckers. Has. <laughs> like yeah. we call them porn stashes, but really they're serious. Well, it's because it was seventies and eighties. It was like the golden era. <laughs> they're all fucking rock. Well, I can thank the I can thank the American Indian in me that I can't grow facial hair. <laughs> so go me. All right, he's up against the seventh seed here, um, Paul John Knowles. He was. Um, 18 confirmed, up to 35 in one year, though. It's impressive. 1974. Yeah. He was a Casanova killer. He claimed that he oh, killed 35. He's a handsome dude. Dude, he yeah. is. He he's, bears very good resemblance to Ted Bundy in Yeah, a way. I was going to say, like, that's, a, that's like a bad boy, classic bad boy hunk. I could see, yeah. I mean, I could see, see myself getting a drink with that guy and but seeing it, where the night takes yeah. us. Yeah. But if we're going to go... Good matchup, if we're it's a good matchup, though. It's a good matchup. Uh, again, if you cut your mother's skull yeah, off it's and Kemper. skull fucked her, and then he didn't he cut out her lyrics and like put it in the mm-hmm. what's it called the garbage disposal because yep. she was always berating him. Yep. That's yeah. fucking sick and twisted. That's mm-hmm. a fucking and he liked shoes. <sighs> he liked shoe high heels specifically. The original foot fetish. High heels specifically. What a creep, man! Good lord. Yeah, Kemper was portrayed on Mine Hunter. Yeah, Mine Hunter. Which. David Fincher and Netflix, can you get your fucking shit together yeah, and heard, give me season heard, three, please? I've heard that's coming. Please give me season three. <clears throat> All right, this is our... Um, Still alive, it looks like. Yeah, he is. Still in prison, so mm-hmm. we're paying his fucking mills every... All right, this is our next bracket. This is um, our two seed. This is another combo. Charles Nang and Leonard Lake. Ooh, this is a... F- they're fucked up, dude. They're fucked up, and this is like a kind of like a, like a host parasite deal. Like, one of them, like... Used the other one, but them together. Was but like them a together was a combo. Yeah, like you, you, you. We saw that movie Barbarian in theaters a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if anybody else seen that. I won't spoil it, but the stuff I saw after that movie, and then listened to a podcast to them, like they would kidnap a woman and just hold her down and torture her. I mean, they'd rape her like a hundred fucking times before they'd kill her. They videotaped everything. It was just like the most fucked up shit. So I have, um, yeah. So they had eleven confirmed, up to twenty five. Active from 83 to 85, they were called the Operation Miranda Killers. But just the stuff that they did, man, they were just, like, inhumane. Yeah, Like, I, all this is bad enough, but there's, like, four or five people where I was like, that was really fucking terrible what they yeah, did. Yeah, I just listened to the Necronomapod about yeah. the, the episode they had, like, they a, did two or three parts, didn't they? I think it was just a one-parter. Oh, I think it was, I like, a bridge to, to get to one of their longer series. It's wild. Yeah. Giant pieces of shit. And they are up against Chester Turner. Chester Turner is the 11th seed in this bracket. 
He had 15 confirmed, possibly 16. Active from 87 to 98. He was the South Side Slayer in L.A. It's another great name, but I think we can go ahead and say it's Ning and Lake. I'm going to vote for Turner um, because it's a combo killing. Like, Turner did it himself. Yeah, but you don't know the stuff that those guys did. It was very fucked up. Yeah, two versus one. So I'm going numbers here. They Damn, doubled, they doubled that guy's numbers though. <laughs> it's well, there's me. two of them. They should have. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but they were he. They were active less years though. They were active two years. And what did I say that other guy was? Give me the upset. Give me the 11 seed. Oh, get the fuck out of here, We've, dude! Or we could just narrow this thing down to the top one seeds and call it a day. Let's have some variety here. Oh man, the two seed goes. Is that our first two seed to take a hit? Yeah, my. <laughs> for the culture, we gotta do it. <laughs> for the culture, it's a very mixed bracket. We gotta do I it. I even wrote some of these. I've been out. looking at a lot of I my shots. It's notes. not mixed culture. <laughs> I made side notes when I would do that too. It's not mixed culture. Yeah, we gotta do that. Yeah, we. It's not looking good for the. Uh, All right, number three seed right here. We got Robert Hansen, seventeen confirmed, up to twenty one, active from seventy one to eighty three. He was the butcher baker. He was the one that would fly. People into Anchorage, Alaska, and hunt Ooh, them down. Yeah, which is really fucked up. Like, give them a little bit of hope yep. and then hunt them down. Like, yep. and like said he uh, hunted them down uh, victims with a Ruger Mini 14 and a knife. So he would just—it uh, was like the thrill of the the hunt and the kill. It's like the most dangerous game. Yeah, which book. is really fucked up. And he, look, he, is, he bears a very strong resemblance to Buddy Holly. Who? Um, Hanson. Hanson. Yeah, I'll pull his. Picture. Imagine getting murked by a fucking little. Pipsqueak like that. He looks like. Oh, there's a pipsqueak coming up on. I think it's the next bracket. Literally, same people. What Holly look like? Yeah, he looks like the kind of guy that would. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just he looks kind of like a little. He had a little. He'd just be strumming guitar and singing Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. He's <laughs> I'm gonna kill you, Peggy Sue. And he had a he had a military background, if I'm not mistaken. So that gave him like that extra fucking advantage, and he knew the Alaskan wilderness. All right, so he's up against a good one, though. This is another old school, and this is Boone Helm. 11 confirmed from 1850 to 1864. He was the Kentucky cannibal. He was an Old West gunslinger that would just fucking murk him and eat him. Fuck. Damn, this is a tough matchup. Give me Levi Boone Helm. Yeah, his first name was Levi. Levi. Yeah. Levi Boone. I, I like Boone. Y'all are taking over rock man. Y'all are just being buttholes now. Well, I told you I was gonna base most of mine off of fucking mugshots and <laughs> just a great mugshot. I got it. <laughs> you just stopped it. You're just ripping the other guy. Somebody's probably over got that. Hansen. You're taking hell. No, give me Hanson because I like that guy. Flew people into Alaska, led them out into the wilderness, and then hunted them down. Yeah, come on. This game. isn't the best mugshot bracket. Somebody's probably got like there's there's a picture of that guy Boone in like a Crackle Barrel and n- Cracker Barrel. You know, <laughs> and no one and they don't know because <laughs> you, know, you know they got that because you know they got that type of shit in yeah, Cracker just Barrel. Put, like, owner under it, like, oh, that's the owner of Cracker Barrel. Just right standing there, there with the founder, his black and yeah, white musket holding mugshot. Yeah, yeah, that guy raped and fucking killed him. Village of fucking Kentucky hillside, and then he ate him. Yeah. That, that's how they got recipe that's for Cracker, Cracker Barrel. barrel. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, next up we have the four seed, Carl Pansram. Confirmed of five, suspected of 22. He confessed to over 100. Active for Is that 19. Carl with a C or a K? Well, he's American, so it's a C, okay. naturally. Um, yeah, from 20 to 29, he was a serial killer, a spree killer, a mass killer, a rapist, an arsonist, and a child molester. All around bad dude. I just feel like he's padding stats at that point. 
Dude, but he was padding the fucking bolt, too. There's a there's a documentary, I think, on Netflix about him, too. Dude was vicious. Yeah, I think he went. He was one of those guys that spent, like, a lot of his childhood in, like, those reform schools, and it was just, like... You're not fucking with that dude. Holy shit. He no, he's a face like a frying yeah. pan. Yeah, he's, a, he's an absolute monster. Yeah, he was basically, like, raped and tortured, and everything went in those schools, and it just, like, molded him into a monster. Yeah, fuck. And he right. up against... The Zodiac Killer. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> we got five confirmed, suspected of 37 from 68 to 74. Give me Zodiac just for the lore. 100% Zodiac. Right. It, it's such a wild... Azram's uh, a bad motherfucker, dude, though. Dude, Pandrum's a bad motherfucker, but Zodiac went uncaught. Yeah. Can we get an NIT bracket for all the losers? Dude, that's what Claire... <laughs> she was like... She's like, how did you find a list? I said, honey, there was like a list of like 300 and I had to go through and I was looking at numbers. Like it had confirmed and suspected. And I was like, okay, well, I need a high confirmed because you could just like Henry Lee Lucas didn't make the list. You know, he's suspected of killing, oh, 350. It's like, well, they can confirm like six. Yeah. He just talked a lot of shit. So he didn't make the list. Turned on a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. I actually forgot Albert Fish too. And I had to write him in. Not, not like big numbers, but just a total monster. Mm -hmm. Just like all around like monster. All right. Now we got, um. Number five seed, Gerald Stano. Gerald Stano killed 22 up to 41 from 69 to 80. He worked in, or worked, he killed in Florida, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and they were all women. So, just a numbers killer. And then um, up against, where am I at? The number eight seed in this bracket, Richard Chase. So, low number, six, from 77 to 78, but he was the vampire of Sacramento. He would uh, drink the blood because he had like, he was a guy that I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not mixing this up. He's uh, He couldn't get boners and he uh, learned that like blood flow is important to that. So he thought. So he drink. thought if I just drink blood. Yeah, but he had, he was like straight schizophrenic. So one may say he was chasing dick. Yeah, he was chasing that, that dick. That dick. Because his name was Richard Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, I think it's not an ED joke. I didn't get the Richard part. Dick Chase. Yeah, give me the vampire. Richard yeah. Chase. Is, yeah. it, is he the lower seed or the higher seed, I mean? He was the eight seed, taking down a five seed. Right, let's one, go. Of that mug shot, one of his mugshots, he looks like the guy, one of the characters off of uh, 30 Rock. Whatever. Oh, my oh, God. He, he looks just like that Yeah, guy. he does. He's actually a pretty handsome guy. <laughs> He's a little cutie. I'd go, to, I'd go to a formal dance. Well, you say that until you see what his real mugshot looked like. Then it looked oh. like strung out. Oh my heroin. god, strung out on heroin. That's that's a <laughs> cocaine's do, a hell of a drug. That's a don't do drugs campaign. Well, I guess that's a don't drink blood. Actually, I think he was pretty straight, other than uh, the blood. All right. Now we have the number six seed, Larry Early. E y l e r. How do you say that? Eerily? Eerily. Eerily. Here he is. 21 confirmed up to 24 from 82 to 84. He was the interstate interstate killer, also known as a highway killer. He preyed on boys and young men in the Midwest. And he is up against Ronald Dominique. Uh, 23 confirmed, possibly over 23. It just said 23 plus. From 1997 to 2006, he was the Bayou Strangler. Raped and murdered men in Louisiana. There's all uh, there's the Bayou uh, Bayou Blues a documentary. It used to be on Netflix. I don't know if it is. Uh, he would lure him into like a trailer house. Like he had like a trailer home down there in the Bayou. Um, that dude's got my vote. Bayou boy. Bayou boy. Okay, I'll, I'll go Bayou. It. He's a heavy set guy too, I believe. Uh, fat pudgy man. Fat pudgy. He man. would. It, it, I think he got caught. He lured somebody into like a Waffle House or something, and the guy got away. Uh, see, you can't yeah, lure one to a Waffle away. House. 
Yep. Can't let them get away. Dude, this bracket we just did, we had so many upsets. Good. We had we had the 11 take down the 2, which set us off. Good. We had the 10 nearly take down the 3 until you got your senses right. <laughs> then we had a 9 take down, a 4, an 8 take down, a 5, and that, a 7 take down, that, a 6. That 5-8, that's a – if you're a 5-8, if you're a 5 – it's not good for you. There's so no far. wiggle room. You got you got to do it right. And we got yeah. uh, we got Dean Carroll with that first round by or Coral with that first round by. Candy so that's going to be right here. Uh, can I uh, sidebar? Oh, yeah. Uh, at, when we get to the I guess the next round after this this round of mm-hmm. yeah we got pee, one more bracket pee there. break. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of a. Uh, you gotta take that long, week long break. You know, it's like the the NCAA tournament. You know, it's like yeah, we just gotta leave you one more. <laughs> yeah, which I like how we announced pee breaks. Mac just hit pause and we just come right back in. But I was like, oh, I gotta take a huge piss. I gotta take a big shit. I was it's like, people draft, don't was, need to know that. I was drafting a text to hold up to show you. <laughs> I gotta pee. <laughs> Matt just goes, yeah, I gotta take a piss. Let's, let's take a break here. This is y'all's podcast. I'm trying to keep it uh, clean here, but yeah. All right. Gotta... There's nothing clean about this podcast. No, dude. This is kind of just what we do. We're talking about we're, we're fucking ranking murderers. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what though, I'm just a big fucking nerd for like brackets. Like oh, yeah. I love the idea of just like whittling it down to like a number, like taking a large group of whatever, right? Favorite baseball players and getting it down to like my final four. You said one of my favorite words though. It's just whittling. Like, if you just whittle anything, yeah. <laughs> when else do I get to use the word whittle unless I'm talking about a bracket? It's just a you know, it's just a good time. Yeah. I'm having fun right now. All right, next up we got Jeffrey Dahmer as a two seed. He, uh, which was a good show, by the way. I know if y'all watched it on Netflix. I, like I haven't whole, seen it yet. The whole world except for me. Episode 7, I believe, is what I'm on. I liked them all. I remember Alex told me it kind of slowed down towards the end. But I was I was a fan throughout the whole thing. So we got Dahmer, 17 confirmed from 78 to 91. He was the Milwaukee cannibal. He was into necrophilia and a little bit of cannibalism. Which, I mean, come on. When have we not dabbled in that a little bit? Who's he going up against? I feel like well, it's just is it irrelevant? Never. It's Lorenzo Gilliard. Okay, twelve it's... to thirteen from seventy-seven to eighty-three. He was the Kansas City Strangler. And he targeted sex workers. Yeah, Dahmer. I yeah. forgot I had that button. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to do that with our mouths anymore. We've upgraded. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, you know, Jeffrey what, D. Just, and we'll talk about this as it goes on, I believe. But like the mind that the dude had to have is just what the fuck are you doing, kid? Who, uh, Dahmer? Well, he knew what he was doing. More like, like there's no dumber. way he would have gotten the insanity plea. No, yeah, that, but uh, many of these people, you know, another guy advanced uh, uh, one ki- One killer got the insanity plea, and he didn't even make the list. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Ed yep. Gein, yeah. I mean, just like I think he only killed like two or maybe three. I think three is the minimum. Is that where you're classified as a serial three, killer? Three, yeah. Three or more? I think three is the threshold there. All right, next up, this is, y'all were talking about little guys. This is um, Pee Wee Gaskins. Uh-huh. Huey Gaskins killed at least nine, suspected of over 100, from 53 to 82. And on Necronomapod, I heard, um, pretty sure it was that one, I heard the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life to describe one of his murders of a child. Give it to us. No, y'all can listen to it. It's fucked up. <laughs> Basically, raped her what to a death. Cliff, what a cliffhanger. Yeah, it was terrible. It was like a little girl, and yeah, it's just it's really fucked up. Um, up against Stephen, uh, looks like I put Marin, Martin? Where is it Steve at? Martin? <laughs> he murders every weekend on the comedy scene. That's Morin. I think it's Morin. I don't know. My O's look like A's. Uh, four up to 48 from 69 to 81. It was young girls, women, and men. So no discrimination there. But Pee Wee Gaskin's just fucked up. Like, there's a story about him when he went to prison because, like, some girl, like, spit on the floor next to him. So he basically took, like, this iron, piece of iron and cracked her skull. And he went to prison. And that's where he learned that, that like, 
the big guys kind of run the spot, you know, and if, unless you're like a big dog, like you kind of are a bitch. So he kind of got close to one of these big guys and was bringing him food because Pee Wee Gaskins, he got that name because he was like five foot five, you know, he's a little dude, but he wanted to be like one of those big dogs and he was able to get close to this guy, brought him food and then slit his throat and then told everybody like, I'm the big dog now and got instant respect and he was so little he was able to escape from prison by like hiding in like a trash can and got wheeled out and then he just went on like the a spree but you know Fuck. he had he had a wife he had like five wives that he loved I think he loved all but one of them like he would marry them have kids and then run off and start a new life and just like murder along the way just he was a terrible person well he's got my vote then yep oh yeah I, that's that's all to say that's who I vote for next up we have I wish I had better handwriting. I can't tell if that's an E or an O. I think it's an O. William Bonin, B-O-N-I-N, 21 to 36, from 79 to 80. He was the freeway killer. He would rape, torture, and kill at least 21 young men and boys. That was mm. our four seed. He's up against... Oh, man, I really fucked that name up. I couldn't even, I just put the... I was supposed to double-check that. William... Might be... Like... <laughs> I think it's soft. F O T F O S O F F. Soft. Twelve victims uh, confirmed, up to twenty-two, from seventy-four to ninety-two. He was the uh, Riverside prostitute killer. Give me the stats on the first guy. Shit. I think the bonin. What was that? I said twenty-two or twelve to twenty-two. This guy had had twenty-one to thirty-six. So just numbers alone, and he did it in two years. I would see the truck driver. It says freeway killers. Yeah, so I, I think I think that. he would pick people up. Like he he was a cross country truck driver, and he would pick people up. Uh, he he would strategically find people who like on and off, on and off, uh, entrance on, and exit ramps. Yep. Okay. Then, yeah. Yep. Give me the truck driver. All right. Next up, this is who I replaced it with. So I took off. I had to take off a heavy hitter here. Yeah. I took off Jerry Brudos. Ooh. I know. I know that sucks, but I think he only had like six confirmed. Let me see what I had about Brudos. Yeah, six from sixty-eight to seventy-nine. He was the lust killer and the shoe fetish slayer, right. and he was also profiled on Mine Hunters. But I had I had to find a high seed to eliminate to make room for Albert Fish. Okay, mm-hmm. well, Brudos goes is a one seed in the NIT. Yeah, see, there we go. Next year we'll do an NIT tournament. <laughs> All right, so I replaced him with Albert Fish, who only had I know it sounds fucked up saying only, but who had <clears throat> three confirmed and nine possible from twenty-four to thirty-two, but. He was the gray man, the moon maniac, and the boogeyman. He was described as a rapist, child molester, cannibal who killed at least three kids. But if you just know the shit he did to all those people, and even the people he didn't kill, the shit he did to them. The I gray think, man. That well, and you also have to keep in mind that so he, was, he, was, he is a true monster. In the 20s. So there's no telling actually what his... Oh, like, yeah. It could be way the, more than that. There, there's it, it, Undoubtedly in my mind, it's got to be way higher mm-hmm. because it's like yep. if this dude was killing kids... And they were confirmed. And he loved it, too. He'd, like, drink their blood. He'd, like, cut their dicks and drink their blood out of their dick. I mean, just fucked up stuff, dude. Terrible dude. But, hey, that's why he made the list. He looks like an old piece of shit, too. Oh, he's a total piece of shit. Died yeah. in the Sing Sing Correctional Facility. Why got murdered? Sing Sing. Sing Sing. All right, he's up against... Okay, it's Earl with an E on the end. E-A-R-L-E. Is that Earl? Earl Nelson. Earl Nelson. Mm-hmm. Look at this pro over here. Uh, confirmed 22, considered more than 22 from 1926 to 1927. His nickname was the Gorilla Man, the Dark Strangler, considered to be the first known serial sex murderer, and he was in a necro. He was a necrophile. So I guess he goes pretty well though. Albert Fish, we're gonna have a fucked up like sex pedophile advanced one way or the other. Give me Albert Fish just because of 
of the name the Gray Man. That's just terrifying. And the fact that he was the original Boogeyman. Like the yeah. kids would say, like, who was it? And they'd say it was the Boogeyman. Uh, yeah, he here's a photo known. of Earl Nelson, though. And I, I'm, Fish has got my vote. But look at the size of that dude's hands. If those hands got on you, you're not you're really. Done. He's I got think, banana oh hands. My God, maybe that's why he was the gorilla man because his fucking hands. Just, or is it because he's black? Is he black? I, I don't know. I think he's black. Is, he no. Ita- is he just really Italian? I think he's more Italian because there's like a side by side. Yeah, he's not black in that picture. He looks black in that picture. You know what the whisperful? <laughs> but, it, but you know what? Half black, half Italian. How about that? I bet his dad was black and mom's Italian. Seriously, look at the fucking size of those hands. That's like exactly why they hands. took that picture. Because they are like, hold up those monkey paws. Well, oh, my racist. God. <laughs> I, was just, I immediately sounded racist. Accidental Ow. racism. Hey, shut your butt. I didn't mean that. Seriously. You've you, heard the saying monkey paws. <laughs> look, look at the... Somebody, if you're listening to the podcast, look up Earl Nelson's hands and tell me (laughs) Jacob cannot get over the fact that this guy's hands they're fucking (laughs) oh that dude could grip two basketballs in one hand (sighs) watch you have to go to basketball (laughs) shut the fuck up man accidentally I'm being racist by trying to make me look racist okay Uh, next up your list we're just going with it my house dude this is your world dude all right, we got Joseph D'Angelo. That's the Golden State Golden killer. Golden State, yep. Mm-hmm. 13 confirmed, suspected of more than 13, from 79 to 86. 13 murders, 51 rapes, and 120 burglaries. So he's just like all around bad dude. Hey, I said that word word, burglary. Mm-hmm. I think if I can read it, I said it well. Uh, <clears throat> uh, little little fact about him, he's got a tiny dick. Yeah, that's what they, all the confirms. Uh, suspect was confirmed to have a baby penis or a micro. I think I call yeah. it micro penis. And they said he would like, scream like a girl. Because like yet, he would. It's like, on the official court docket. <laughs> it was. It was like it in was. the official, official like, police report. It would say micro penis. Some chick like he would tie their hands behind their back and like slide his dick in their hands, and they're like it felt like a child. <laughs> it felt like a little carrot stick or something, like a little baby dick. <laughs> but he would like go in their kitchen and fucking eat food and shit. No, what he did, which was really smart it sounds fucked up but he would lay them like on their Ch- stomach and put china and put like yeah china plates on them and he'd be like if i if you move and i hear you I hear if i hear plates this move, i'm gonna come kill you so you wouldn't move because you'd be afraid that you would drop something she would stay completely still i heard that and i was like that's actually really fucking smart dude <laughs> well he was a police officer <laughs> yeah yeah he was so and he was like looking for himself the whole time yep and it was uh with those dna kits like his yeah 23 and me fucking got him <laughs> He was living, he was an old man when they got it. It just happened oh, in like 2020. Like, yeah, a little old, because I was at the old house on Water Street, like 20, 2019. 1918, yeah. But they he just was, got he, him. He wasn't active for like 20, over Yeah, he wasn't 20, active anymore. Probably 25, if not 30. Yeah, he's, he he was done. He thought he got away with yeah, it. Yeah, and then one of his <laughs> distant relatives did a fucking 23 and me, and yes. they did genealogy. Viagra did nothing for his micropene, I guess, at no. that point. Well, kind of. As big as that guy. Well, I was going to say that guy's pinky, but that guy's pinky is like huge. <laughs> I, wish I, was size my dick. I wish I was the size of that guy's pinky. <laughs> uh, so, D'Angelo is up against Richard. This is the last matchup, too, before we advanced and Matt takes a piss. Richard Cottingham. Uh, confirmed 11, suspected of over 100. From 67 to 80, he was the torso killer and the Times Square killer. So that's a oh, low season. He's doing it. He's going big, big time. time. But, you know, Times Square used to be like a shithole. It wasn't yeah. a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. It was like... You know, just like filthy people and like I think it gangs in New York. Like it was just yeah, fucking it was disgusting. it was a little more evolved from that yeah, because yeah. it was like more. Uh, it was only it was like fifty. It was like fifty. Like our parents could have went there on a on a graduation trip, yeah. and that's how it would have been. Like yeah. late seventies, it was a shithole, and that's why he would just go pick up these workers and just like you know do his thing. But 
I think it's D'Angelo just because he's yeah. Golden State. We all, that's, yeah. a, that's a name we all recognize. D'Angelo. All right. And this with dude that, looks like Santa Claus now, though. Who? D'Angelo? Torso killer. Oh, Torso Killer, yeah. And that also looks like Stephen Avery is just hanging out with him in prison. <laughs> I thought that was Stephen Avery, dude. Let me see. Fuck, is it? No. No. It, yeah, it... <laughs> Got me question over here. Hey, look at that. We didn't have a single upset. upset. In okay, there you go. Is that better? No better. upsets. Law of averages. All right, we'll be back. And we're back. back Everybody's, from... everybody, although we took such a long break, we're going to have to pee again. Yeah, apparently there's a horse outside with us. <laughs> Great stream, brother. All right, so we're back. Second round of the bracket. This is the one seed versus the eight seed. Cleveland Torso Killer versus the Long Island Serial Killer. Both never caught. Give me Torso. I'm a Torso guy myself. Yeah. He was, he was like Jack the Ripper of our fine um, country. I'm, I'm voting Long Island Serial Killer just because, I don't know. Because you're different. Because it's a good case. It is. It's both of them. That's what I'm saying. Now that we're getting to the second and third round, it's just getting real. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Uh, number two seed, Gary Ridgway versus seven seed, Patrick Kearney. Give me Gary Ridgway. You know. Gary Ridgway. Got to put up big, big boy numbers. We got three seed, Richard Acala, four seed, Herb Baumeister. 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 Give me uh Give me a, give me, give me a caller. Jake, you got one. What was it? Richard Acala and Herb. So the give me Herbie. I'm going Herb. Dude, I think he's got that Everybody cold knows look. Herbie Hancock. <laughs> Are we talking about getting down right now, <laughs> making some babies. All right, this one. So that was the whole bracket, or that was that region of the bracket. Next, we got a. Uh, Got back to the one seed, Samuel Little, versus nine seed, Anthony Soul. Sewell. I could go Little just simply because he just recently got, like, it was unknown, basically, yep. like, for so long. And yep. he's black. Oh. <laughs> gotta have some representation. I mean, come on. You gotta, better be inclusive. He's the most prolific. Yep, that was a sweep. Sweep. All right, next, two seed. This is a good one. Ted Bundy versus six seed, Ed Kemper. Oh, my God. I'm going Ed Kemper. Wild card, okay. Jake, I got I, I got to go Bundy. I mean, I, no, I notoriety too. and all things considered. <sighs> I too picked Bundy. Then we got three seed. The Rich- guy cut his mom's head off and <laughs> fucked it. <laughs> I don't think I think y'all are overestimating. Like, Bro, underestimating you should, okay. Well, then look at what um, and you probably know this, but what Bundy did. When he escaped and went to Florida State, yeah, like yeah. that night of just rampaging, well, he, where he just, just one went t- through a sorority house and just fucked up so many people. I'll give my explanation on Bundy in the next round as well because I think. Okay. All right. All right. We took That's Bundy. Fair. Three seed Richard Ramirez, five seed Anthony Anthony Loretta. Ramirez. Yeah, I'm going Ramirez. Again, in your own backyard, you just mm-hmm. ballsy going after it. He's crazy. All right, next region. We got number one seed Dean Coral versus eleven seed. The only eleven seed we had in advance. Um, Chester Turner sounds like a fucking killer's name. Chester, <laughs> Chester Turner. the molester. Yeah, right. Uh, give me the Candyman. Yeah, it's got to be Coral. Dude's brutal. Then we had three seed Robert Hansen and nine seed Zodiac. Zodiac. See, that's a tough one. I've got my darlings. Uh, the, 
Uh, You're over-romanticizing Zodiac. I, yeah, I was about to say, the only thing with Zodiac is that he didn't get caught. So and he wrote, like, cool ciphers. Yeah, that and the ciphers and the different methods. To, you know, you've got the killing at Lake Berryessa where he's got the hood, and then he draws in the window. And you the know blood what? Actually, the... yeah, for that reason, I'll go Zodiac. Okay, I was picking Hanson, but... Sorry. It's a teeter tot for me, but I'll go. That was uh, a good three nine matchup. Okay, though. when we get into was a, the that was a heavyweight four, bout. If, the next bracket, I'll kind of explain some of my, a little bit more. But and we got eight seed Richard Chase and seven seed. This was our upset region. Uh, eight seed Richard Chase and seven seed Ronald Dominique. I'm going Dick Chase all day long. Yeah, I'm going Vampire. Sacramento. Okay. Okay. All right, next region, John Wayne Gacy, our one seed, versus six seed, Joseph D'Angelo. For pure numbers, I'm going D'Angelo. I think, I think a one seed's going to go down here. I think for – I'm going to go uh, wait, uh, Gacy just because that's a pretty – Guy Guy fucking killed people in a clown I, outfit. And, yeah, but he only had like six. No, Gacy? Gacy. He had like 33. Oh, I'm and thinking very, of uh, – Who's the other big one that just had six or five or like six? fish? No. Again, and he was also living above a house. Knowing Full of dead bodies. Yeah. Full of dead bodies, yeah. That's no, Gacy. Uh, now we have two seed. Oh, man, two cannibals matched up. How'd that happen? Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer and Albert Fish. Two versus five. It's got to go Dahmer. I'm yeah. going Dahmer, so yeah. clean sweep. Chalk. And then we got Pee Wee Gaskins and William Bonin. Gaskins. Gaskins. I was going to go bottom, but I'll take it. Okay, we got a three, a two, a one, eight. We had a nine-seat advance. So we're just nerding out over brackets. <laughs> Dude, I love brackets so much. I could do a bracket over, like, breakfast cereal, and I'd be happy. Ooh, that'd be a good one. See, we can do more brackets. All right, so we're going to have to now combine the regions. So we have a one and a four, a one and a three, and two twos. One nine, one eight, and a two three. All right, now we got we're gonna go Cleveland Torso Killer versus Herb Baymeister. Baymeister. All right, Herb's got to go down here. I'm going Torso. Yeah, I'll go Torso. Herb's had a good run. He did have a good run. It ends here. <laughs> You're done. It ends here, bro. Gary Ridgeway and Ted Bundy. Bundy. I think for the well, that is a tough one because you got numbers and you got a guy that was pretty brutal. But Bundy also was kind of a bitch where he would just like hit you from behind with a hammer. I think this manual strangulation. Well, that so my my thing with Bundy is he was an educated fucking man. Which, basically, uh, like a lawyer. Went to he law was school. yeah. Uh, so that that's where like his calculations come in my play. It's like. You were a smart human being, attractive, good-looking dude, and this whole time you, you put this public persona up. It, it wasn't in persona. People bought into it. So, like, it makes you that much better at what you're doing. He, I mean, even the judge at his trial was like, you know, if you had just gone a different way, you'd be, you know, you're a fine young man. Like, even the fucking judge was, like, yeah, loving this guy and ogling over him. But then again, Ridgeway, the guy had an IQ of, like, 80, yeah. and he had, like, a... 20 year run. Well, see, that's what, that's where, that's the IQ level to me is what ma- makes a difference. Smart versus dumb, dumb, and the dumb guy put up bigger numbers. Yeah. yeah. He's also going after easier prey. Yeah. I pray, God. He's also going after easier targets. Like, well, Bundy 
Bundy was kind of clever where he would like put a cask on on his hand and like, hey, I need help loading this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like Buffalo Bill yep. in that aspect. And I think I, they must have taken that exactly from mm-hmm. him. But I'm going Ridgeway myself. Matt, it's down to you. You said Ridgeway. I did say Ridgeway. Oh, okay. Well, then we got Gary Ridgeway. As a two-seat advancing. And we got Samuel Little up against Richard Ramirez. Give me Little. Again, I, I the fact that he did it unbeknown. Like, he turned himself in, basically. Yeah, yeah he was on the FBI, Little. and he, like, turned himself in. All right, that's two one-seeds advancing. Look at that. <laughs> I don't know if I did this bracket right. All right, next region. We have uh, Dean Coral versus Zodiac. Zodiac. You've changed my perception on this. I'm going to go Zodiac. Dean I'm... Coral was the candy man. He stuck glass up guys' urethras and broke it off. He had a torture board. He preyed on young men and groomed them. And, and he found like 30 bodies in like a stinky shed on the beach. Yeah, and he had he had one of the like, first would-be victims. He turned him... He groomed him into being a recruiter. Like he would, the, the kid would go out and get kids. Yeah, like two hundred bucks or something yeah. to bring somebody in here, and he was. So just... again, he needed a, an accomplice. You changed my reasoning on Zodiac last round. Mm-hmm. Zodiac's never been caught, so does that not? I mean, if we're talking about the best, the greatest serial killer of our time, you can't not have the dude who's never been caught. They never caught a Cleveland torso killer. Well, again, that's why I advanced him. <laughs> Give me Zodiac. Y'all are fucking crazy. <laughs> Dean Coral is like my dark horse winner on all this. Not anymore. A fucking nine seed advances. Look at that. All right, now we got uh, Richard Chase versus John Wayne Gacy. Gacy. It's Gacy. Gacy. Yeah, it's Gacy. Who might have had a weird connection to Dean Coral. Yep. All right, now we got Jeffrey Dahmer. Wait, did I skip one? No. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking three total. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer and Pee Wee Gaskins. Give me Dahmer. I'm taking Dahmer. Eat your heart out. Eat your heart out. Drill a hole in your brain. Yeah, I fucked up, so we only... <laughs> Hold on. One versus nine. We'll take a one, two, and... Okay, we'll do it that way. Okay. All right, we're down to the final six. Final six. So how are we going to do this? Because we'll have three. We'll have to do like a three-way first place. Because we'll go from six to three. Have a round robin for. <laughs> do do your one. Do you have one seeds? We have three one seeds advanced. Oh shit! Two twos and a nine. How did that work out? Because it was a forty-four man bracket. It wasn't a yeah, thirty-two or yeah, sixty-four. Yeah, but, but but in all series, like to the pod, to the podcast listeners, the numbers, the seeds, we were. It, it, it wasn't like we chalked one seeds. Like it wasn't like we just said, "Oh, it's a one seed." It was a collective. Like that was our. It, it's. It's a miracle that it worked out that way, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. It's three one seeds, not... So, let's go straight across, you know, match up, and we'll, well have we can, three. We'll have a final three. We'll, we'll have a final pick three. A, pick yeah. from the final three. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this is how we're going to do it. I'm giving a Cleveland Torso Killer versus Dahmer. Oh, that's a rough one. I'm going Cleveland Torso. I'm telling you, that guy was like the Jack the Ripper. Yeah. And he even yeah, got I'm Elliot going... Ness confused. Elliot Ness could never solve that. Yeah, I'm going... Cleveland. Oh, that's a good point. You so that. again, um, to my the reason I put Dahmer as far into it as I did, same reason Ted Bundy. Like he's a he did it with full knowledge of what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So 
in his head. He's not insane. He's not low IQ. He's not downtrodden. He didn't come from this horrible background. He's just a dude killing people. Yep. Just because he had this internal want to. And you, you talk about alcoholism. Like he had, a, he was diseased. Like that was his addiction. Mm-hmm. He did that. Like, but he couldn't help himself. Just. It's crazy. And then the way he went out in prison was fucking crazy, too. Mm. Yep. They showed that in the show, mm-hmm. by the way. Which brings me to my next point. Say no to racism. <laughs> <laughs> Might help you in prison. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, hey, he got saved, so he's up in heaven right yeah. now looking down on sure us. Sure he is. Um, he is, bro. He accepted Jesus Christ in his heart. Him and Gacy. Two Christians made the final six. Look at that. Okay. Gary Ridgway and Samuel Little. Little. Yeah, I think my Ridgeway love ends here. That sounds fucked up. I may have to edit that out. <laughs> no, you're good. Just gonna, title of the episode, Ridgeway Love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we got Zodiac versus John Wayne Gacy. Oh, now you're, now you're talking hard trees. Again, I'm going to go think about, think. I'd rather get murdered by a guy who just walked up with a robe over his head and shot me through a window than a guy that drugged me, handcuffed me, Dressed up like a clown and told me he was God as he drowned me in a tub. It's Gacy, dude. That guy was so fucking crazy. Zodiac was a little bitch. He'd walk up and shoot you, tie you up like a Boy Scout and stab you. And then Gacy he, enjoyed it. He had a whole city terrified. He had all San Francisco terrified. San Francisco a bunch of pussies. What are you talking about? But you, again, I cannot get over the fact he was never caught. So, like, what else did he do? Like, we know... He probably died of a heart attack at, like, in, like, 1976. Why, we never heard of it's him It's like D.B. Cooper, man. Maybe he didn't die. Maybe he's walking oh, amongst... Oh, shit. That reminds me. I never put BTK on here. Mm. I made a side note. I was note. wondering. Yeah, I made a side note. BTK to- not on there. <laughs> he, BTK wins. The whole bracket's mine. <laughs> BTK wins. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot. I had a side, bra- a side note of BTK. I even took somebody off. Hey, look. Dennis Rader, 10 victims from 74 to 91, BTK. And then Which, I never, I just completely missed Also, another list. idiot, he was like, called into the police. He's like, hey, can you track down yeah, quick question. information <laughs> on a floppy drive? And they're like, no, hmm. No, you're good. No, Send you're good. Go well, ahead. see, I think that's an automatic elimination because he was a dumbass and he got himself caught. Like, oh. you had it going, bro. Like, you can't be a great serial killer if so, you fucking cost yourself fucking your freedom. <laughs> so who is it, Gacy and Zodiac? Yep. My, I think my Zodiac ends here as well. John Wynn Gacy advances to the final three. Final three, we got Cleveland Torso Killer as the one seed, Samuel Little as a one seed, and John Wynn Gacy as a one seed. So no surprise, three one seeds made it to the final three. And apparently I'm not good at making brackets because we have a final showdown of three. <laughs> but I already have my pick. So if y'all want to make any final arguments. So it's Gacy, Little, and the Torso. Do, yeah. we, do we just rank them one, two, three? And then... I mean, we can do that. Yeah, Our, uh, collaborative, not like. Also, I already. I point, know. This is where the point system would come into play. Like, if oh, that's a good point. One, that is a two, good three. Point. So you you rank them. You're one, two, three, and then I'll rank my one, two, three. Matt will do his, and then it's I don't like, remember the point system, but well, I, it was victims, years active, and brutality. Well, you do it reverse. So like one, if you rank them as a one, that's a three point. A two is a two point, and then. Your three seed is a one point. No, he had actual point values. No, for... no I mean like, yeah. So if like Samuel Little would get a five. All right, and we had some technical technical difficulties there, as yeah, we were prone to have. Uh, we're down to our final three. I think we picked back up in the correct place. We're down to our final three, which is uh, the Cleveland Torso Killer, 
John Wayne Gacy and Samuel Little. Mm-hmm. The way we're going to do it, we're just going to give our three and then average out the position. Average out the position. Yeah. So mine is Samuel Little, Cleveland Torso Killer, and John Wayne Gacy. Jake, what you got? I'm following suit. It's Sam Little, um, Cleveland. Torso, yeah, mm-hmm. Torso Killer, and then um, Wow Gacy. I pick. I pick the Cleveland Torso Killer. Stumped uh, Elliot Ness. He was like our um, what's it called, Jack the Ripper. Never found the guy, which I thought was a big deal for you, Jacob. Yeah, what it you was, doing, bro. And, you know, <laughs> right when I need you, you bail on me. See, but you held on some key information. Like if you had told me like the conspiracy side of it. Oh like, yeah. The fact that they thought that Elliot Ness caught the guy, but that it was a he had a very prominent father, like involved in Cleveland politics, and they didn't want to like stain the family, so they just swept it under See, the rug. See, now you're scratching another itch for me, which is conspiracy theory. Well, you can change your vote right now to Cleveland Torso. Nope, nope it's in the record book. Nope, ah. it's recorded. All right, well that was just my pick all along was Cleveland Torso Killer. I went uh, Gacy at number two because I, it's just terrifying the shit he did, and yep. uh, Samuel Little third. But like you said, it'll so with our rankings, it goes Little. Samuel Little, Cleveland Torso, and John Wayne Gacy. So, well, and the reason I put Little over the top is just because recency bias, I guess, to yeah. a certain degree. Like, if if you ha- if you don't know who he is and you haven't heard of him, you should have because he's been in the news fairly recently, in the last mm-hmm. year or two. And, but- and I'll say, if you predicted that a black guy would have won this bracket <laughs> when we started, spoiler man, alert. you need to go to Vegas and put some money down because <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't see that. Yeah. Beat out about. Uh, about 40, 42 white 42 guys. Forty-two white guys. I think I think there was a couple black guys on the list. Forty-two mustachioed white yeah, guys. Every white guy had a mustache. <laughs> every You're right. single. It's like a requirement. Do you want to kill somebody? We'll grow a mustache well, first and, and then uh, talk. It also has most of them. They're white guys who tend to be homosexuals who yeah. strangle and kill rape people. Yeah, I felt mm-hmm. so stupid when I was looking at this list because, like, geez, these guys either killed a lot of men or a lot of women. I was like, well, who the fuck else are they going to kill? Like, oh, dude. You know what I mean? Wow. So I was like, well, this guy killed nothing but guys. Well, then he killed nothing but ladies. I was like, well, fuck, of course. <laughs> like, who else are going to kill? Furries. Yeah, well, we should all do that. <laughs> all right. So that, that was hot topic? <laughs> that was our... I do not support those decisions. I do not, I do not keep the, thought, the thoughts and expressions of Andrew does not reflect. <laughs> I'm a couple of yellow bellies in. It's a long day. So that was our serial killer bracket for Halloween. Uh, I think that was a success. If we oh, do dude, more, more brackets, brackets it, when we do more brackets, we'll iron it out. We'll do a 32. I think 32. 32 is the way to go. That's, that's so appropriate. We'll get a solid final two. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to do some fuzzy math can, there at the end. Next time we have Jake on, we'll do 32 wrestlers of all time. That'd be fucking dope. That could take me a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start at noon yeah. on that one. All right. a lot of de- internalized debating I have to do. A lot so, of back and forth. Yeah. So we're going to move on to questions from Andrew. Got this a couple. Is a fairly new segment, which I enjoy because it allows me to just sit back and. Well, there's only like two and a half questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, which horror movie would you least want to live through? Oh. Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Night of the Living Dead, or Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I've always thought that, like, the sleep part of yeah, it. Yeah. See, that's why I was like, it's a no brainer for me. Because yeah. you can't sleep. Yeah. I can maybe, I can maybe escape the other ones, but because when I wrote that, I was like, well, that's kind of the only answer because you got to sleep and Freddy's just going to fucking get you. You're dead. Yeah. Meth. Okay. Meth. I thought it was a good, I, maybe, okay, how about this? No Friday the 13th. Or no okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. We're so it's Friday the again. 13th, Halloween, Night of the Living Dead, or Texas Chainsaw. Least mm. want to live through. Probably Friday the 13th because 
Jason was such a machine. Okay, and Jason would totally kill Michael Myers, right? Yes. Like in a straight up like yeah. celebrity death he match would, fight. He would That guy had supernatural. He would gut him like with one like he would take his machete and just like lift him over Pick his him head. Up. Yeah. yeah. I like I, I love the Halloween franchise, but Jason Voorhees they, the way they wrote him was just a machine. Yep. I think I would go Texas Chainsaw. I was gonna say it was it was between Friday the Thirteenth or same uh, kind of concept. Mm-hmm. You know, you're isolated in a house. Can you're with a group no of friends. Escape, yeah. And yeah, they based and, him off Ed Gein, right? Yeah, Leatherface. Yeah. 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 Okay. This scenario: so you're trapped in a forest from dusk till dawn, and say it's like, you know, a good like twenty acres, right? You're in a good piece of land. You're trapped there all night from dusk till dawn. Would you rather be up against five hundred zombies or one Jason Voorhees? I'd, I'll take the zombies. Take the zombies. And just Are they like, like oh, Walking Dead on, slow zombies? Bro. They gotta be. Okay. Fuck fast zombies. That's okay. so stupid. Oh, thank you. So you would go up against 500. Yes. But it's an enclosed spot, right? Like it's like a wall around you. Yeah. So you can't just like find the exit and leave. Yeah. I'll take the zombies. 500 to 1, you're taking the zombies? Yep. I don't know. I think I would go opposite. Like it's a pretty sparse space. So yeah, like, you, got, you got a good 20 acres to, yeah, to you run got around. a lot of hiding spots. And as soon as the sun comes up, you're done. You yeah, know, you yeah. win. All you gotta do is play. Hide and seek. Yeah, hide and seek. Yeah. Just see. I think I was gonna go Jason too, and just like hope that I can like hide from him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel starting points is a big key in that question though too, because it's like how close is he from the get go? Because I feel like you started at opposite corners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. You're at opposite ends. Yeah, and you don't know. He might go right, and you go the opposite way, and y'all might might not ever see each other. Same way. Well, no, people Jason, thought they were no, people thought they were safe from Jason in water. That dude came up and people thought they were safe in space, and that motherfucker went to space <laughs> and got him. So, yeah. so, yeah, so give me the zombies. Okay, this is the last one. It's really stupid. What's your preferred pin? Click it, or do you pop the top off? Uh, pop top. See, I'm a clicker. I'm a clicker. I'm a clicker. Clicker crew. That's what's up. Clicker. Uh, Right, that I'm, was all the questions I had. That obviously it? was like a mail-in. Yeah, that was it. Okay. No, I all told right. you, it was, it was hard, hard to come up with Halloween-themed questions. All right. Let's move on. Uh, favorite oh. candy. <laughs> Bro, we did that last year. My favorite candy is Reese's. Um, favorite candy or favorite Halloween, Halloween candy? candy? Halloween candy. Because my favorite candy bar, wild card, is Payday. Can't beat a good Payday, bro. Dude, I love Paydays. Payday and a Coke? God damn, I love Paydays. Um, my favorite candy bar, probably like a hundred grand. Oh yeah. Uh, All right, so Jacob's says. been hanging out the senior citizens. <laughs> yeah, he's been hanging out with his friends. <laughs> his no, new you friends. know, you know what? Uh, I think they've slowly started making a comeback. Maybe is the take five. Dude, take, take five. fives are delicious with take, the pretzel in the yeah, middle. Yeah. Get out of here. That's, That's what I, I like. The they never went away. What are you talking about? Comeback? They never left. See, but I didn't think I, I couldn't find them in stores for a long. Yeah, they're not they as prevalent. At, they, I, I started eating them in high school because they always had them at the snack where you. You know, you from paid, the from the NHS kids yeah, or whatever. whatever. It was, it was from always the nerds. Yeah. Also, because I would buy one of those and I'd buy a Moo Bar if I was eating ice cream. Yeah, Moo Bar. But take fives, and then out of high school, I was like, I always look for them in gas station. I was like, nope, don't see one. I thought they went away. And when you find one though, you buy like four of them. Oh hell yeah! And just take them home and save them. They're so. But I, again, I've seen them. Like there's the. <clears throat> uh, the Halloween bags, they have them now. Yeah, yeah that's like, the only time I really see them is Halloween yeah. time. So I'll snake. My favorite candy bar right now probably is like a Mr. Good bar. Oh, yeah. God damn, Mr. Good Mr. Good, good bar. And then my favorite Halloween candy are the Reese's Pumpkins. Yeah. If I'm feeling fancy, though, have you ever had one of those Hershey's uh, Symphony bars? Oh, yeah. Growing up, that was my mom's. That's like 
That's a special treat. Those are like three dollars. Those were my mom's favorite ones. The blue, me too, the, bro. Uh, that's and, my mom's like favorite. I get her those for, for yeah, her birthday. Yeah, I was gonna say, like growing <laughs> up, that's what I would I would buy my mom like symphony bars. Uh, but I also, so you say Mr. Good, Good Bar again, Mr. Good Bar to me, it's interchangeable. Just my, it's the almond part. It's the Hershey's with almonds. Yes, like, I like I like that it's too. The the almond part of either of those mm-hmm. to me. So look at that. I think we're all in agreement that we love chocolates. I do love chocolate, obviously. Um, all right, so do we have hills to die on this week? I have one. Okay. Nobody else? I've uh, got a thousand. <laughs> well, that's true. You take us whole hot take. I could, I, I, I could hot take it all day. If but. you could think of one before I'm done with this, then you got it. All right, mine is that grown men who call their dads daddy are fucking weird unless you're black and then somehow it's cool. That is weird. That is weird when you're like, oh, yeah, my daddy does that. like... You like thirty two years well, old. Well, okay. When you but said this, it, in the, well, well, hold on. When you said it in that accent. Oh, I always say it sassy, like a southern sassy. Like, yeah, like southern. Daddy. I think southern. It's a southern, like, thing. A southern thing. I think if you're southern, you can get away with it. No, not if not unless not if unless you're black and you're like under the age of ten. But all my black friends will be like, "Yeah, my daddy does this, my granddaddy," and I don't even think about. it. I was like, "Yeah, that's fucking cool." And then a white guy says it, and I'm like, "What are you talking about? That's your dad. Don't call is that me the, daddy." Is that the is that the equivalent of like kissing your mom on the lips? People do that, I guess. Tom Brady does that. <laughs> I I kiss my mom on the lips, I believe. I don't kiss my mom. Maybe mom, not. My mom's dead, but yeah. Not on the lips. Bro. But my dad always kissed me on the cheek, too. Yeah, That's kiss, totally acceptable. I, I kiss Landry on the cheek. Yeah, I'll kiss him on the cheek. Forehead. I'll kiss Landry on the cheek. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure that was No, clear. that's acceptable. No, when okay. a grown man calls his dad daddy, though. And not in a I know I always... Okay, let me see where you stand on this, because this was mine from last episode. I, th- I, my hill to die on is I think it's weird when men, grown men, wear player jerseys. Oh yeah, you, you can wear a jersey. It just has to be unnamed. You, you. I think what? it's weird that you're wearing another dude's name, or he has to be retired, like an all time from great. like your childhood. Like I have a Larry yeah. Allen. You wouldn't wear a Larry Allen no. jersey. I, I would. I would have it on my wall. I wouldn't wear it. Oh, I'll fucking wear mine to the draft. Uh, I would get it signed and then I would put it up. But uh, yeah, wearing the name of another man on your back just kind of weird, especially if you're a grown man. Kids, totally acceptable. Uh, yeah. he had the same. Yeah, he had the same uh, point. But I did. but at, and then it also comes for jerseys to me. It's wearability. It's like. I'm not like where the fuck else do you wear a Cowboys jersey at like, the house by myself when I'm watching the game? But but then like what's the point of wearing that jersey? Is my point like represent stars, my team? Stars jerseys are uh, sweaters. Sweaters, yes. Uh, thank you for the correction. Those are you could they're kind of universal. Like you can wear them out. I just don't see like I'm not. Yeah, I see. What, I see what you mean. That's why right? wearing my Dallas Cowboys jersey out or a basketball jersey where it's like a tank that, that top, yeah, like yeah. a tank top. That's yeah. why I like soccer jerseys because you can get them unnamed and yes. they still look. And depending on the team, they do look stylish. It looks, you like, can wear it. It looks yeah. like a cool shirt. You can wear them out. That's yeah. why, like Rangers, do you know baseball tops? Like you can't get them unnamed without them. I guess you can. You but, can, but it's just. It, Again, yeah, I'm, I'm opposed to wearing a, a named jersey as a grown man. That was my hill to die on last How about time. the t-shirt jersey, though, where it's just like a t-shirt? See, again, it, it, it's less to do with the style of top as oh. opposed to wearing, wearing some, another man's name yeah, on your back. Like, that's just kind of weird to me. Yeah, and I, I, and I, I kind of said this last week. I usually don't have, like, that borderline, like, like where I'm, like, questioning my masculinity like i'm totally fine with it i just think it's weird and like 
there's so many options for apparel now. Like, I have a Cowboys Columbia shirt. I have a Cowboys yeah. like Nike polo that's really nice. Like I, hoodie or hoodie, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 kind of my. Uh, I w- I would stand on that hill with you until the cows came home, and it's it's one of those things where. Also, why the fuck are you paying the extra forty dollars to put the name on the back of the jersey? Like, it, hey. You can buy a generic jersey for eighty bucks. That Larry on I got was under thirty bucks. See, but also you're talking about a fucking Hall of Fame. Hey, That's what I said. If they're in the Hall of Fame, they played their whole career. But I'm with not me. wearing it again. I'm not wearing it. I'll, I'll pay the extra forty for the, the status. Yeah, the, the memorabilia of it. But I'm not wearing it. That's not something I'm going to wear. I do. I wore it to the draft, and I wear it on, cal- on game. The days. one exception, and I will say this, if and I almost I tried to find it was at an estate sale probably six months ago. I would wear a Darian Hatcher jersey. Hell yeah! I, that that he's is, getting put into the whatever the stars, stars Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Him he, and, uh, he was the captain when we won the cup. Yeah. And and it, it's it's weird because in like Dallas sports lore, he's the least known. He gets captain. overlooked. Like, and yeah. it, like it blows my mind because. Uh, other than Dirk, who rightfully should be Dirk, he's the most recent captain to ever, like, the most recent man with a C on his jersey to hoist a title in this entire fucking city. Mm -hmm. And not only that, he was a leading founding member of that Stars organization. And it's like, oh, because we're not a, quote-unquote, hockey town, that's the problem. Like, Darren Hatcher is a fucking sports guy to me. And, I mean, I was a fucking... 10, 12, however old, I, however old I was at the time, like, he's still Dirk to me. Like, he's on Dirk, he's on Madonna's level, he's on fucking Pudge level, like, he's on well, Nolan Ryan level to me, like, he's a god. I don't think he's on Dirk level. Dirk's like an ambassador to Dallas. He's a tier below. He's in that other group. I, I'll give you that. Dirk's up there with, like, Stallback and Landry, like, those are, like, the Mount Rushmore of Dallas sports. And I'll give you that. I, I, you know, it's the same reason I don't think you put Just Nolan. because he but, plays but hockey. if you're going to do a Stars Mount Rushmore, oh, he's yeah. on it with yeah. Madonna. And you could probably almost end it there. But and then, Belfour. See, but Belfour, I, I don't think, I would, is unfavorable. I, I would put Turco on there before Belfour. I'm, I'm okay with that, too. Uh, but it's also, I would never put Hull up there, even though he's the one that scored. No, he played so long with. Other teams like, like 20 fucking years in other teams. Um, but, yeah, I love him, and he was definitely not a crossed out crew. But also, like, that dude's – and, you know, moving forward, it, it, that's what my uh, my dearest hope is that Ben gets to hoist a fucking cup, preferably with the C on his fucking jersey. But if not, like, Ben is also in a Dirk-like situation where it's like that dude deserves it. He's willed this team yeah, as I, far as he could fucking do it. Uh, Brendan Murrow for a short period, um, but I, I, I could go on a Stars rant for days. But uh, yeah, I, I would wear Darren Hatcher's Darren Hatcher's jersey. That's probably the only one I. Would so wear. it's very sp- like and, few and, exceptions. Uh, yeah, very few exceptions. Again, you got your Stallbacks, you got your Nolan Ryan. And See, plus, for, for me, it's Aikman. Like yeah. he was my childhood hero. Like oh, there's only like five. But that's where there's only like that, right? five I would wear. That's the difference, though. It's like well, you're not putting fucking. Digs on your no, shit. You're, no, it's again. I preference that with if you're a child, it's, yeah. it's acceptable. So yeah. your childhood hero, if you would have worn it as a child, oh, I, feel I did. Like, yeah, I think it's a. It's oh, a, I got a Nike authentic Troy Aikman jersey as a kid, and I wore it literally like twelve days in a row. Good. Like my mom had to rip it off me to like throw it in the wash. Hopefully, you weren't concussed during that time as well as he was. Uh, I don't know. There's no telling. We grew up in a double odd. She got wild. <laughs> <laughs> she got wild. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so that was Hill to Die On. 
Let's let's talk some sports. Uh, Hold on. My hill to die on. I referenced it earlier. If you're in the left lane, <laughs> you fucking getting passed on the um, right side. Of, if you're in the left lane, and you're getting passed by people on your right side, move the fuck over. Because you're in the wrong goddamn I'm, lane. I'm, I'm with you. On I'll that stand one. on that. Yeah, one. I'm with you on that. One. That's Get a good the fuck hill. over. Like you're not. You're doing nobody favors. Like, they're probably thinking they're good because they're doing the speed limit, and they don't understand. You do like, the no, speed you, limit in the far right. Yeah, they're no. like they're like, why is everybody mad? I'm doing the speed limit, yeah, and, that, like, and that's the problem. The left lane, the far left lane. You should be. I'll accept you going five miles over and being a little bit slower, but like in my in. Again, the hill to die on is just get the fuck over. Yep. But if you're, like, my preference would be you're doing 10 miles more or over. Like, you're willing to take the speeding ticket. Hey, we got money. Yeah, like. <laughs> well, he can afford the ticket. I'll take the fucking speeding ticket. It's a minimum of five over. Like, but, yeah, if you're not doing five over the speed limit in the far left lane, get the fuck out of my way. Like, that just annoys the living fuck out of me. I agree. I agree. All right. I know we've thrown some sports in here sporadically, but let's get to the sports portion of the podcast this is about the time the ladies tune out um we got ladies a world listen to the <laughs> yeah oddly <laughs> enough yeah uh, we got a world series going on like you mentioned earlier yeah. uh, i wish none of these cities could win uh we got the cheaters from houston and these fucking filthy well philly fans here's what i got i have i want the phillies to win all i day. want the phillies yeah i want the phillies all day because the astros straight up cheated like let's not get it twisted here and i just put you know i really hate the eagles but I actually like Philly sports town, and I think they might be a, the best sports town in America. I'm I'm fine with Philly winning. Um, I hate all things Eagle. I don't think my yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't hate oh. the 76ers and yeah. the Flyers. I just fucking hate the Eagles. I in fact, I, now that you say that, I didn't even think of Sixers. Like uh, growing up, you know, the the late '90s, whenever uh, Iverson, are you Iverson, kidding me? Like, yeah, that's, that's, everyone's that's an Iverson fan. I will say an unfavorable Dallas opinion. I'm not rooting for Astros to win, but if they did, if they did, I'm totally fine with Dusty. It would Dusty. be their first legit championship. No, I'm totally fine with Dusty Baker winning a championship. I like yeah. Dusty, Dusty Baker. Baker is a uh, – I've always thought it, you know, when he was San, with San Francisco, he went to uh, – was he not Philly or was it Cincinnati? He is uh, – so there's two baseball managers that I think are world-class managers that – never have won rings. One being Dusty Baker, I would love to see him. I hate that it would be with the Astros. Like, that's just, I hate that it's with the Astros. But if he did, cool with me, because, again, he deserves one. Uh, The second manager, which I'm kind of disappointed they flamed out, is our Dallas, uh, Texas' very own fucking um, Mets manager now. Oh, Buck? Buck. Buck Walters, the greatest baseball manager. He's never won a World Series. Never won a World That guy always has a fucking job, too. Well, not only that, but so... Uh, Seems quick, like he's been a manager for 30 won't, years. Won't go on this uh, too long, but... So, he left the Yankees. If y'all watch the Jeter documentary, he left the Yankees. <laughs> Let's did, talk about Jeter. <laughs> the, the year of the lockout. Yep. They were on par. They were going to blow... They were going to win the World Series, basically. They went in the lockout. Uh, Steinbrenner... Told, basically told him to fire his entire staff or, or you know, he Steinbrenner wanted a whole new coaching staff. And he's like, no, I'm going to leave because I'm not going to fire all my coaches because that's who I want. So he left the Yankees right before that dynasty started, right? Like right. he built that Yankees dynasty. And basically, inher- Tory inherited all that. Then yeah. he goes to Arizona where he builds Arizona's team. World the, Series team. 2001 World Series team. He gets fired, I think, or let go. I don't think he 
got fired. But uh, then he comes to the Rangers. Ron Washington inherited his team, <laughs> which he God. built up over four or five years. Then he goes out of baseball for a little while, uh, goes to Baltimore where he puts together not a world tier. I mean, they, they made the playoffs for the first time in a long time, I believe. Uh, kind of got Chris Crush Davis, uh, you know, to, to being a household name for a little while. Uh, Baltimore, I just think, is kind of like a perpetual ranger. Like, they're just never going to be anything great. Uh, but And then now that he's taken over for the Mets, like, he's rebuilt that organization. Buck is the greatest baseball manager, not only of all time in my opinion, but unfortunately he's just never won a ring. Well, when you put it like that, it's kind of hard to argue against Like, that. you look at all the teams that, like, honestly, like the last 25 years worth of baseball, he's had his hand in those winners. And then, again, Dusty the same way. Like, a lot of teams, I believe the San Francisco Giants that Bruce Bochy won with were Dusty's teams. Yeah, it's uh, got to suck to build. It's like... Just to build, and like, then he's um, been—he took him to the World Series. It's Dusty's been to the World Series twice four, at least. He, twice at well, least. Well, I'm thinking San Francisco. But I'm pretty sure he went with another team. I'm not. I can't. It can't be the Reds. But I—I I feel like he's been. I mean, he was there last year, or two years ago. I feel like with the when he first got down there, the my, year after the cheating. Scene. My favorite manager of all time, Lou Pinella. Ultimate Lou, wild card. Yeah, I love that guy. Uh, but you know, it's just one of those things. I'm like, Jim Leland, just fucking. Blowing darts in the fucking yeah. just <laughs> blowing cigs in the fucking honorable mention Aussie Gian. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking wild, that's yeah. a wild card, yeah. But yeah, that's a tangent. I just had to say that. Uh, unfavorable opinion. I'm not totally upset if Houston wins it solely because of Dusty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm rooting for Philly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bruce Bochy, new Rangers manager, yeah. which I think is a great hire. How many World Series? Phillies are winning win? six five right now in the Fuck top yeah. of, Dude, bottom of the tenth. They Let's are go. undefeated in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Let's go. Aren't First they, team to do that since like. Aren't they both undefeated? No, Philly lost. Oh, I, I no. thought in the playoffs. Philly. I thought Philly was undefeated. Is it no, Houston's undefeated, Houston's undefeated Houston's for undefeated, sure. Undefeated, yeah. God damn it! Come on, that Phillies. All right, so yeah, World Series update. Um, let's go Phillies. I guess. Thought I'd never say that, but here we are. All right, Cowboys preview. We got the Bears coming up on Sunday. Yeah, Bears. Um, looks like you're gonna get your wish, uh, Andrew Zeke. Looks like he's going to be out. Goddamn time. So you're going to get a full helping of Pollard running the ball and okay. re- some Rico Dowdle spill, uh, sprinkled in there, um, which is unfortunate because we've been running the ball well. Um, Zeke's been playing well despite his contract. I think, I think to that point, for all you Pollard fans out there, yeah, you're going to see his shortfalls. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I love okay. Pollard. Well, he makes eight hundred thousand a year. So no, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not arguing the. I could uh, trade that contract right now for a third. I'll take it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not arguing the uh, price tag on Zeke. I'm, I like, am. That, that's my no. whole argument. That, that, that's, that's his all. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he I, makes fifteen million a year, and he averages like four yards a carry. But I think that's where uh, it's not Zeke. I, I totally understand the Zeke argument. I the. Backside to is the idea that Pollard is that next running back. I don't. He's able to. I never said that. No, I just that's said what, he's the more electric player and I'm, the bigger playmaker. And I'm not speaking to Andrew specifically. I'm just saying in general, those you got those diehard Cowboy fans who are like, oh, why don't we play Pollard every down? If you're one of those people, that's who I'm talking to right now. Well, those are the same people that said we should just keep starting Cooper Rush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, have you seen his, his stats? But like, I don't think those so. Are, and that's the exact person I'm talking to right now. It's like 
Pollard is a very exceptional player in a role position. And he's a specialty player that he's not going to carry the workload. And I, I, he, yeah, he might pop off. But we're playing the Bears for God's sake. So, well, I hope he doesn't pop off because I'm up against Troy and he has every Cowboy on his team. So I was <laughs> like, I hope we win and I hope it's a six to three victory, like a defensive struggle. Well, and that was where I was going to go with the Cowboys. Uh, just like the you know the end of the game for Detroit, we ended up winning what twenty four six. Yeah. That was there's, a close game up until, and I'm and I'm fully of the belief that like there's no such thing as like the game was much closer because at the end of the game, you were able to put the points on the board that you were expected to put. To that same, to the exact same opposite side of that argument is we should have blown them out. Yeah, it the shouldn't fuck. have been yeah, that close to begin with. Been, the play of the game was Michael Parsons in the first quarter, and if it would have stayed that way the rest of the game, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But we did. The defense is designed to break teams down. We held them. We never bent. We definitely never broke. The offense was lucky enough to receive benefits from that. Um, but with that said, you could see that the game with the Bears could play out the exact same way. Like we're going to play down to our opponent. Like, and like I, we do. I, but I think I think you'll see because the thing about that last game. Is you got to think, Dak up until that point had played three quarters of football. Yeah, he before was that, and before that, it was January. Oh yeah, and he missed time last year. He didn't play in the preseason at all. Did no, he? no snaps in yeah, preseason. Yeah, so we're talking three quarters so in the last th- ten months. Exactly. So I think you'll see a better Dak. I yep. think, um, I think you will see a more, you know, prolific offense. But that's all dependent on the receivers. The receivers haven't been good. CD Lamb. Uh, is is gonna be okay? But no, Michael been, Brown's been good. Brown's been good, but he's also had that chemistry with Cooper Rush yeah. from the years of, of of the practice squad. Yeah. What concerns me is Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup concerns me. I don't know if it's mental. I don't know if it's rust. But he's not getting separation near what he used to. And this is where I think because the the Eagles have now started an arms race. I Eagles think, are loading. I think up. you are in arms race. I think you have to go out and get DJ Moore, Chase Claypool. Um, Ooh, I would love DJ Moore uh, on this team. Jerry Judy, Oda, OBJ. You've you've got to go Take out. Take that one back out of your fucking mouth. Well, you've got to go out I've and heard do something. Jerry Judy is interesting because he's still in like twenty three. Well, here Here's the whole the idea of the arms race, though. Yeah, God, CD. I hate being the fucking devil's advocate here, though, because this is we arms raced everybody through. The whole 2000s, the whole 2010s. We yeah, arms raced everybody. And what did it do? We're in the right arms race with the defensive side of the ball. What we need to do, to your point, is our, our receiving core has been down. I think Dak, when, tell me if I'm wrong, but when's the last time he played a full season? Rookie 20, year? No, no, 20. I'm not saying that he's injury prone. I'm just yeah. saying, like. I don't, I don't think he is. He's caught in some tough breaks. I mean, it's not like. We'll see. Like you could tell when he gets hurt, like the ankle injury, obviously the hand back to back. Like, well, I bring him. up. It's just unfortunate. I bring him up because I I was gonna bring up Zeke's injury. You go to Gallup. He was injured. Our roster is loaded. It's just we've had to piece it together. Like we've not had a full run with our number ones. And I mean that. Like we look at our offensive line. Like that's where it starts. Like our offensive line's not our offensive line. You know so. The arms race 
I, I did, I understand. But we're right there with them if all of our number ones are playing and, and we have continuity. They've not, they're not experienced, in my opinion, the injury gambit that we have. And it's like, okay, if we can, if we're weathering the storm right now with a, a ragtag, for lack of better words, what happens when they all are healthy and they get that? Because we're. You got to build chemistry, though. And that's one of the. So hopefully it's. Let me, let me break in with, with Dex, career games. He's played. This year he's played two. Last year he played all. He played sixteen because in that last game we set okay. him out. Uh, twenty twenty was the leg, um, mm-hmm. so that was five. And then he's from his rookie year back, or from okay. then to his so rookie. I was, wrong. I was thinking it was a little bit more injury prone. So really, it's two injuries yeah. in his and, career. And really, that leg anybody's going to break. I oh, mean, yeah. that's going to happen to anybody. And then the thumb. I mean, we see that injury twice, three times a year in the NFL. So I don't think he's injury prone. Uh, but I wanted to. Answer your question about the the games played. Y'all can go ahead. But back to the arms race with the Eagles. They traded for Robert Quinn, and now they're linked to Alvin Kamara. So yep. if you don't think they're serious about making a deep playoff run, oh, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Especially this season, I don't. And I love when a team makes up. that recognition, yeah. and it's like let's let's <clears throat> wager the future to win. My now. my thinking is is you are you are a Michael Gallup or you are a Ceedee Lamb injury away from your Receivers being Noah Brown and a recovering Michael Gallup, and I, I mean, think I think that needs to be addressed. And they addressed they addressed their big greasy man in the middle of the defense this week with Jonathan Hankins, which is a fine pick because he's going to be one or two. He's going to come in for your rundowns. He's going to clog the middle. He's going to keep your linebackers clean, and that's all you can ask yeah, for. Yeah, that's what they've needed. That's for what the last that, that's 10 what they've years. needed is a good one tech yep. to come in there and just clog up the middle because LVE when he's clean. He's good. Yeah, he's uh, looking good again. Uh, Bar when he's clean, and that goes for any linebacker. If if you can prevent those linemen from getting to the second level on your linebackers, obviously you're going to have greater success stopping the run. But that's exactly what Jonathan Hankins is going to do. He's 29. Um, I think he's got a lot of football left. My my, my go to uh, is Broadus and and Kavanaugh when it comes to is a, is a move good or not. They both signed off on it, so. I think it's going to be really good. Now we need to do it on the off. We need to do something about receiver. And do not give me, oh, we've got James Washington coming back. That's not good enough. Not There's a Philly. reason why we signed him for cheap on a one-year deal. Am I the only one worried right now, though, about uh, homie going down uh, safety last week on an interception? Jordan Lewis? J. Lou, yeah. None. I think he's done for the year, though. He's done. No, he is done. He's got a list frank. No, you're not the only one worried. Deron Bland time, dog. Yep, it is Deron Bland. Uh, and you know, as somebody who is very pessimistic when it comes to the Cowboys, and like just, <laughs> I don't buy in. Yeah, a, a whole why? lot. Why? Why? Yeah, do, what are you do we have about? history? But I will tell you, recency I history. Do, I 100 believe they're the two best players in the entire league. Are, um, Micah. Well, Micah's two. Uh, Josh Allen's number one. And, and Mike is number two. I can I can I can see that. Uh, I can sign off on the that. two yeah, best players in the entire league right now: are Josh Allen and yeah. Mike. Probably the MVP. If you voted right now, MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, and so with that, I have full faith that we're and you know again LVE. Uh, everybody was talking about fucking glass bone fucking linebacker we had a few years. Jalen Smith. No, well Jalen, but before Jalen, uh, everybody's. Oh, Sean Lee. Sean Lee. Man, no. remember Bruce Carter? I fucking love Bruce Carter. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah. like, it took me. I, I never bought into Sean Lee. Never bought into Jalen. I bought um, a Bruce or a Sean Lee shirt, um, jersey shirt. 
But so I, we're, I, I, I am one hundred percent on board with Micah, and I almost feel by me saying that out loud and in public could fuck us all because I, I normally should just sit right, there and shit cut on cut that team. out. I, I believe in Dan Quinn. Yeah, well, I, I believe in if. As a coordinator, but whoever hires him as head coach is going to get shit. Like I, I want the Dallas Cowboys to hire him as a head coach. I don't like. You'd it, rather keep Mike McCarthy? No, I, no, I don't. I don't. You, he, he's not going to stay as a defensive coordinator. No, but so that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not to your point about Zeke. He's not worth head coach money to me. I don't. I, you you could look at his track record. He there are some people who are meant to be coordinators. I mean, he took a team to the Super Bowl, and then it wasn't his fault when the offense collapsed. But his defense also gave up the points. But then if they just would have ran the ball, they would have ran the clock out. But he's the head coach, so he should be superseding that. That's my point. Like, he's not a head coach. He's he's, he's a he's head coach material. You think, uh, what's his name, Nathaniel Hackett, then, is a head coach material? He got the job over Dan Quinn. No, but this is, it's, it's such a recency bias, though, too, because was it not a year ago? Everybody was saying, fuck I'll it. make you a bet right now. No, he's going to be a head coach it. next year. I, I'm not saying he's not. No, he's saying He'll he be is. a successful Head coach next year. How about that caveat? I will take that bet because he won't be right. a successful head coach. Five dollars. Five dollars. I think I think Mike McCarthy is going to do just enough to stick around. And oh, I, I hate, then, I hate and, that no, they do just and, and, enough. No, no. Our head coach will be Sean Payton next year. I, I'm uh, going to hate that. Well, I'm not saying I'm love it, but that's exactly where it's heading. But uh, the the reason I say that is every, last year everybody was talking about how the last three years, oh, Kellen Moore is going to be a head coach in this. No, I've this never league. said that. Yeah, never. So y'all were, look, listen to the national media. Go back, listen to all the tapes. Oh, th- we've got one of the hottest young coaches in the league, and this and that. His offense sucks. His it offense does. is predictable. Uh, no different than uh, Homie and fucking Green Bay. Like, these hot coordinators. Like, Dan Quinn has the number one fucking, this number two player in the entire league right now. It's easy to. Yeah, but he's also got guys playing out of their minds. Again, you got you got Tank Lawrence, you got fucking Micah. You hey, got about Diggs. Dorrance Armstrong though coming up and like leading this team. Hey, I'm not saying that. again. There are some people. Like, I, he's a. Great I just think he brings out the best in him. his unit. I would pay, if I was Jerry. I would pay him more money to be my coordinator. Oh, he does. He and then take, outpay. I would outpay him to be my coordinator and overpay for another head coach. He already pays him head coaching. I, I think I, that's what I think. I think Mike McCarthy stays, and then he just breaks the record for assistant coach paying. I'd be fine with that. As long as Dan I, Quinn's be, on our team next year. And that's what I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine saying. with that, too. I just don't want to. And if it, But I'm saying if it comes down to I'm either your head coach or I'm gone, I'd say, sorry, McCarthy. I think he's more important to this team. Because McCarthy, what, is, what does Mike McCarthy do to this team? And I know you're not like arguing that he should be on, but I'm he saying, does nothing no, you, for yeah, this hold team. Hold on, hold on. He, he, he did lead a team to a 4-1 record with a backup quarterback. But, but what does he do? Did he play? Did he call the plays? That's, that's but, uh, but I'm not in the building every day. At least Jason I, Garrett see, clapped. And see, I don't, but that's where, that, that's where I say, like, I think oftentimes there's a disconnect from what people see as a head coach and coordinators. Like, a head coach is not necessarily meant to be a play caller. They're not necessarily meant to be a coordinator. They're supposed to make sure that the, they have the coordinators doing what they need to do. It's just like a bit – it is a truly business. Everybody says it. The head coach doesn't necessarily – like, it doesn't necessarily win or die with him. To your – what I think was your point is – he was in charge of a four and one team with a backup quarterback, um, and he doesn't. He he'll never get that credit because everybody says it's Dan Quinn. Or if our offense was clicking, it would have been Kellen Moore success. But what he he has them doing what they need to do, and he supports them in the way 
a head coach needs to support his quarterback. I just never seen him like make coach, do something on the sideline that like oh that turned the tide of the head, game because of what he did. A head coach's real worth is measured Monday to Saturday. On Sunday, it's all about the players and execution. The one thing that a head that I know for sure a head coach is in charge of on Sundays is the little things, clock management, the things that He's Mike McCarthy that. isn't really good at. He's yeah. terrible at that. The things that he really isn't good at. That's what I I know. At foot, I'm a football idiot. That's what I know that he's in charge of and that what he's bad at. But to me, and this may come from my brother being a high school coach, a head coach's real worth is measured, you know, for high school it's Saturday to Thursday. Yeah. But yeah. pros, it's Monday, so, Monday to Saturday. That's your job is to put your coaches and players in the best positions to succeed. But I don't think he puts the players in position to succeed. I think he uses his assistants to do that. No. But then that that by virtue is his job. Okay, but say Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are both off this team next year. Is he going to be still a legit coach if we got different coordinators? Well, it depends on the coordinators. Well, they're not going to be better than Dan Quinn. Again, I'm not arguing Uh, that point. But I'm just saying, if you're saying you put your other guys in a position and then we bring in new guys, is he still going to be a legitimate coach? Again, this is... I think he just interviewed really well, and the Joneses liked him. They hired... They interviewed one other guy for the Rooney rule, and then they said, that's our guy. They should have taken a fucking week. you wanted McCarthy four years before he got actually hired. I'm not raising my hand. No, I I, I did. I I will, and I'll... He had had Aaron Rodgers, and he went to one Super Bowl in like 10 years. No, and and again... And he always had him in it, though. But, yeah, they were consistently going... 10, five, 10 and 6, 13 and 3, they beat us. It, I Again, I'll raise my hand. I'm saying I'll I'll put it down now as saying I, I don't think he's the head coach of the future. Now that we have the Mike, Mike, the MM experience, yeah. But to, uh, again, it, it it's all relative to the coordinators. Again, why is our offense failing? It's not Mike McCarthy's fault. And he'll get blamed for it, but that's Kellen Moore. the The golden child two years ago is now getting a pass because the head because co- it's an easy blame on the head coach because everybody in the media wants to say, "Oh, well, we're already looking for Sean Payton to come in." I'll give him credit though for the four and one record, like he said. Yeah, and and that's what I, because we could have just ate shit for five. Well, I said games. it when Dak went down. I said, "I will yeah, go on six. It's it's gonna be a shit show, and the way he was able to steady the ship and get us out of it. That's why he'll be back next well, year, and that's what I think. Again, if we all if we can be in agreement, and I don't know if we are, but Kellen Moore's offense is not so great anymore. No, they um, figured it out. And pretty so, quick. what he, what McCarthy has been able to do as the head coach is, he took a struggling offense, and he was able to mask it by empowering his defensive coordinator to do what he did. And he has, I, I would like to think that he was able to. Uh, again, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, sit down with his office coordinator and say, "Hey, we're struggling, but we're missing our quarterback. So this is what this is the this is the come play. up with a game plan. Yeah, to... like I'm going to help you come up with a game plan that we're I'm going to put your offense in best. Like all, I don't need 50 points. I need 10 points. So if you can get me 10 points, my defense coordinator over here is going to get he's going to hold him six. All you need to do is give me 10 points. Whatever your game plan is, and that's. And I look at it from an not just a, a sports aspect. Again, I've worked with managers who are not people. People, they they want numbers. They want you to say, "Well, did you did you deliver five hundred pieces of mail today?" As opposed to you might have had I, another. I wish. No. Okay. Did you? Hey, man. I know you couldn't get to five hundred. It's raining today. You had problems. But on Monday, he knows you're going to come in bust hump, and you're going to make up for those that you might have missed. You know. So it's like that's where that's where I always view head coaches. It's not. 
They always take the wrath for everything that goes wrong, which they rightfully should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The buck stops with him. But to, and again, I think we're all in agreement. We're splitting hairs maybe, but Matt's point was he did lead the helm of a 5-1 and one team with a bad Oh, yeah. I gave him credit for that. What 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 really upsets me he is that. He won't be the head coach next year, though. Is after all those years with Garrett and they finally fire him, they interview one guy just because they have to and they immediately. It's like and, y'all should have really then, gone in depth with that surge. And then it comes out that he lied in the interview. He's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I watched every snap of blah, blah, blah. I was in my barn for six months no, watching. Didn't. It's like, no, he wasn't. He no, just lied no, and didn't. he's a good old boy and y'all liked him. So I didn't like him from the start because I was like, y'all should have really taken your time because we're the Cowboys, right? Like we're one of those top tier teams where like, yeah, not success, but we have. I don't prestigious. know. Like people want to come here, right? Coaches would want like to come here, and it's like we could have we could have gotten someone else. I will burn the goddamn town down if they ever go after Urban Meyer or if that. Fuck that! No no no, 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 no. I'm with you on I that. I think he's done. That's my hill to die on. No Urban Meyer ever. He's done. No, no fucking no college coach. No fucking upping again. Like it's just so the flavor of the month bit could be my hill to die on at another guest spot. It's worked here. out for Sean McVay though. He was a young hot. Yeah, coach that, and, and but he, but he's the anomaly. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like one in a million. The exception, yeah. And then again, he uh, to the foresight of, or you know, having the the wherewithal to trade what was your franchise quarterback for a otherwise in a thirty second pick. You know that that ended up being a basically a team. Hey, everybody, you know, like oh Stafford's fucking trash. He's been in the league for twelve years playing in Detroit. He can't win a fucking game. He took Detroit to the playoffs like twice. But you fucking put Which him on the right pretty team. impressive. But you put him on the right team with the right coach who knows with situationally what he needs to do with a fucking phenomenal defense. That's all it takes. And then that's why I say we have the defense I'm not worried about arms races because as much as people say it's an offensive league now, well, I am going to die on the hill that fucking defenses will always have and always will win championships. I agree with that, right? and maybe aren't you know? I just think we need to we need to make one more move. Yeah, because like I said, you are yeah. a CD Lamb injury away from Noah Brown. A whole lot of as Noah as Brown. OBJ. And I'll, I can I'll get both your arguments. OBJ. I say don't touch the defense, but I get with Matt saying you have to get. Like a Jerry Judy, if you can trade like oh I would even I would, I would trade like Jerry. a three for Judy. I'd I do think, a three for Judy. I'd do a three for DJ Moore and DJ Moore. One of those two guys. If you could, well, and that would right be, now, and I'd be good right there. Don't touch the defense and give me one weapon because, like you said, we miss one guy goes out and we're bringing up. I wasn't ever. Yeah, like, it's a DJ shit. was never even on my radar. Until no, I want Judy. Uh, well, yeah, Judy was my top prospect. Now looking at it, like Carolina just traded C-Mac. It's a fire sale. So yeah, it's you, a fire sale, so you probably could get DJ Moore. They probably want a second for him, but, but I'd, give him a, I'd give him a second. Because we're not going to find anything. As we're learning with Jalen Tolbert, we're not finding anything in the second or third as good as DJ Moore right now. Yeah, no, you're right. Not. You're right. I'd go we're all the way up to a second. I would fucking trade a second. You're right. I'd trade a second for either one of them. Now, I'm not the general manager, sadly, because I'd be on the phone right now. Yeah. And, not on this fucking podcast. <laughs> and, we, and we don't know. And, you know, that that's what I wanted to go back to about the whole Mike McCarthy thing. I don't like speaking on because. This is a general rule. Like, I don't, if you ever find me not engaging in conversation, it's because I don't like speaking on things I don't know about. And I don't, we aren't in the building. We've never been in a building, in an NFL building. We won't ever be. So that's why I don't like speaking on whether Mike McCarthy does the right things Monday through Saturday. I can just go based on people that I have been. That's why I listen to like Jesse Holly. Yeah. He's been around the yeah, league, man. he's been in that building, and he believes that. 
these guys have bought into Mike McCarthy. And Jesse Hawley was not a Mike in he was not a Mike McCarthy guy. So when he says something like that and then I see the results on the field, I kind of believe that he's doing something right Monday through Saturday. Can he clean up things on Sunday? Absolutely. Could he be tighter on time management? Time yeah, time management? management's the biggest Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Would I be considering taking over play calling duties? Probably. If it gets to the point where it's your job on the line, you yeah. have to. Yeah. You know what? But I'm they're in a good spot. I'm getting convinced that Mike McCarthy has done a pretty good job this so year. So moving forward, just uh, get a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it – Judy, preferably for Yeah, us, for me I too. <laughs> but uh, the other news of note for the Cowboys game this weekend, white helmets. Yes, you brought that up to my He's attention. He's pretty excited about that. I'm fucking stoked about I'm stoked now. I – Again, maybe it's just because I, I go against the grain and I have to be a fucking thorn in everybody's side. Everybody talks about how classic the Cowboys uniforms this are. This is weird because you're so almost get off my lawn guy and, and traditionalist that this take, go ahead, this take kind of just Yeah, it's where I will me. break for fucking tradition. And I've been staring at this fucking Cowboys banner and it just, it the white helmet with a blue star. Are, why do we have four different fucking colors in a uniform? <laughs> we have a silver fucking helmet with a blue star with white piping and then fucking aqua colored pants. Just, it's as iconic as it is, it's trash. It's fucking well, trash, people. For people who don't know, they did that back in the 80s because when they showed the pants on, yeah. t- when they went silver pants on TV, it didn't turn out right. So they figured out that they could turn it to like this emerald, not emerald, it's just a shade of green in the pant, and it would show up correctly on TV. So either change the pants to proper silver, or just go all white and blue. White and blue is a better, and I'm like, the best uniform in the NFL right now, and I've always thought this, this isn't just because it's the flavor of the month, is the fucking Buffalo Bills. The whites with the red. The white, the red, or the blues. It's just such a crisp, clean color. Like, Mm. I like Pittsburgh too. I'm my ball. favorite, San Francisco. Well, well, the the red and gold Pittsburgh again. We're talking about what is an iconic. I think those are all pretty iconic. iconic looks, and again, yeah. I just think Jacksonville Jaguars. When you're putting, that's cool though. The aqua and the black. That's cool. that's new though. That's their new look. And that is cool. Well, again, like even I mean, you there's tons of teams. I I think the iconic look of the Colts looks good. Yep. Uh, just the simplicity that they haven't changed the Colt helmet. But you have fucking four color schemes in <laughs> one. And then it's like, then you throw in the navy blue when we're on the road or, or at home. It's like, just go a, a nice navy blue, the white helmets. I think just it's going to look so crisp. If it's white helmets, blue star, blue jersey, white pants, I think it's going to look phenomenal. And that's what I've always wanted my entire life. In fact, the, uh, the uh, fucking... The jerseys that most people hate the most, I do like. It was the ones with the stars on the, on pat, the pat, patch. Yeah, on the And it's like the white and blue. That was like the Thanksgiving. Yeah, from like the, the 90s. Yeah. But back. it always looked like weird because we throw a silver helmet on top. Uh-huh. Just make it those. And I know that there were league rules with it, but like if you can make that the normal. Like all you, we talked about apparel earlier. I think that's just a nice, clean cut. Like that's what I want to buy. Like I don't want four fucking colors. Yeah. Or I get you. Again. Or just simply turn the pants to like we all have HD TVs. Like it's yeah, times 4K. have changed. We don't have to do just that crisp white. Yeah, like or just make them silver. Like make the pants fucking proper silver. God damn it! Like okay. just change it. I agree. But I'm stoked about the white helmets. I think it's gonna look good. All right. So predictions, Jake. 
What do you got for the game? Give me a score. Oh, I think the Cowboys are going to do. Uh, I think I think Dak's going to come out. I think he's going to get the rust off. I think he. Uh, I don't know if it was a fear or you know worry or whatever. I think he's he's going to feel good. I think Gallup. To your point earlier, I actually think he's going to have two touchdowns. I think he's going. I hope so. Uh, so I think the Cowboys going to win 34-17. I think we'll we'll the Bears will score more than we would anticipate. Uh, but I also could see it being 34-3. I, I, I really do. I think our offense is going to finally show up. I think Dak's going to be a little bit mobile, uh, do some rollouts, get him in the, uh, into space where he can make plays. Uh, Gallup, again, still only two or three weeks removed from fucking coming back from a fucking ACL tear, tear or whatever. So it's like, okay, he's got some game time under him. He's going to be a little bit more crisp with his routes. Everybody's going to be king off of fucking um, – 88, it's going to open up the rest of the field. And I think you're going to see the offense that we all kind of hope for. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's probably just a flash on the pan because it's the Bears. But uh, like I said, I think I think 34-17, 34-14. We're going right. to blow them out, though. I yeah, I got I got a multi-score win, too. I got um, 28-10. Good one. I think it's going to be, like you said, uh, Dak breaking some rust off. Um, hopefully not too many points. Hopefully we get a couple of defensive stops mm-hmm. and a couple scores on that, so Troy doesn't get points. So hell yeah, and you know to that, I, I could see a defensive touchdown. Yeah, though. I was about to say even it, I'm saying 34, uh, you know, 14 or whatever. I'm not saying that's all on Dolphins. I would love yeah. to see a, a, a pick six or a scoop and score. I could totally see that. That's I always I always feel or, like two two turnovers, and I think we get Tolbert taking one to the house has been a fucking step. Or, or, Turpin, 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 yeah, Turpin, Turpin, Turpin time, dude. He he's gonna get one. He's before close. Too long. He could, keeps getting closer and closer. Very could be well the game that that he he. Makes That's a good call. Win. That's a good call to put in. I think I could see Turpin returning his first one. That dude for a returner. That that's another game breaker. That that I think is kind of you see it in the game. You're like, God damn it, he's so good. But you don't hear much about it the rest of the week. That could be a play. Maybe not in this game, but like moving down the line in a, in a closer game. Again, you talk about the Eagles or you know a playoff game, whatever the case may be. He could be that game changer where maybe he yeah. doesn't score, but he takes it from what would be a normal touchback to a. We've got the ball in the 47. That's the thing that people don't realize is how quick he can flip a field and yeah. how valuable that is. Uh, oh, I think teams are already getting scared. Like, 30, already recognize I him. think 30 teams don't have a guy that can do that, so that in itself is a weapon. Um, I'm close to Jake. I'm going 31-14. Uh, I'm predicting a Deron Bland pick to help ease the J. Lou kind of nerves of you know replacing him. Uh, I think Dak looks, you know, he's going to continue to build and, and be the quarterback that I think he is. Um, yeah, and give me a couple Bears running backs touchdowns because I need it. Bears running? Oh, you got them? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I, don't say, I hope, I hope I, Noah Brown throws, a t- throws like three touchdowns to Michael Gallup. <laughs> you know, you know, some so weird way so to not get Troy points. Some of you might be listening to this podcast might have been in a fantasy league with me or, or time or two, but uh, that's why, like, when I, when I talk – Cowboys, like I really do eliminate all my fantasy bias. And I oh, do. I do too. Well, <sighs> but I, I just look at it from a um, God damn it, what can we do to win? Like I don't, I don't care. And I know it's all fun and games, but like, no, Troy's Troy's like zero and seven. I can't be his first loss. Yeah, we have a Troy's actually zero and seven in our league. I'm not going to be his first loss. So, so I'm definitely basing this off fantasy. Well, I, I you know, getting tongue in cheek, but you know, to be serious about it, it is just like. 
that's part of the reason why I had to remove myself from fantasy because I get so involved and it's like, God damn it, I want this person to do good or I want this scenario to play out. And then it's like, sometimes it's just like, I want to watch the Cowboys come out and dick stomp. Like, just straight up, I don't care who the fuck gets the ball. I just want it to be a goddamn dick stomping to where, again, everything we just discussed, I want it to play out for, and I think it's the time to where we can, if we can do it this game, it's going to lead, we're halfway through season almost, right? We get we get Chicago and then a bye. Yeah, I think a bye week's coming Just up. fucking dick stomp them. Take it into the bye. Have all this momentum charging forward and then just come out, get your rest, get, again, get the rust off your fucking hand right now. Get the rust out your knees. Come back out and be like, we just threw 27 up. Or, you know, we scored 21. Or like, Then coming out of the bye, say, like, dude, we can fucking run this however the fuck we want. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting Zeke back. Like, again, I'm not saying I don't want fucking uh, Pollard to have a 150-yard game. I Do I think it's going to happen? No, but what I just want to see is, like, the momentum shift in the entire offense to say, hey, this is a hodgepodge group. Get us one week. Get Pick up this win. Let's get in the bye week. Get everybody healthy. And fucking, we're, we're making a run and a fucking 10-week run to the because fucking Because if, if you can put this offense back on... Say 2019 level when it was, and obviously we're down Amari Cooper. But if you compare that with this defense, now you've fucking got something. Yeah, we haven't added this defense in a decade. More than that, yeah. I mean, because I think Giants are frauds. Some they're going to come back down to earth. They're the worst I, six and one. Team I know I've they're seen. six and Did one. Did we not blow their asses out? Yeah, we're their only loss. Oh yeah, no, we didn't blow them, we didn't out, blow them out. But we're their. We well, gave them their only loss. Only loss. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Under I think it was six or seven point game. Yeah. Again, that was with the backup quarterback. Exactly. Why, mm-hmm. why I alluded to that. And yeah. that's why my argument that they're a trash team is that they lost to Cooper fucking Rush. And then you and look somehow, at their schedule and they have not beat anyone of really no. relevance. So, you know, and Revolence. really, it's going to come down to us and Philly. And I think that's uh, yeah, Philly's pretty Christmas good. Eve. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, no, that's a Christmas Phil- Eve game. That's going to be great. That's, that's going to be great. It's Christmas gonna be, Eve it's around the Christmas suck, tree. It's going to to be at Claire's grandma's house while this is going on. We love you, Claire's grandma. Love you, yeah. Nana. Love you, me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd rather watch the game. Not gonna lie. Give me a turkey and let me shut the fuck up. I'm just gonna be like checking my watch the whole time. All right, nah, we'll so get out of there. That was Cowboys. Um, Sorry, so, I feel like I drug that on. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. So that brings us to what are we watching and what are we listening to. Uh, Jake, are you watching or listening to anything of note? Uh, yeah, so right now, I actually uh, love this part. I, I don't know if y'all ever watched it in real time, but I did kind of, I, I didn't watch the end of it. I don't know why, it's just easy watching TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all ever watch Suits? Yeah. I love Suits. Uh, go back and watch Suits. Or if, if you're not checking, it, it's kind of like a, a court, it's not even. It's a legal. Yeah, legal, legal drama. But even, Isn't it like white collar shit? Yeah, it's all white collar. Yeah, basically. I remember that. So um, I remember the uh, so USA. Yeah, basically Lawyer. this super smart kind of slacker. He's at the time at the beginning of the show, I'm not giving anything away or spoiling anything. He's uh really smart and he's taking um He's a drug dealer who uh takes the LSAT, LSAT for, like lawyers. The bar for lawyers for lawyers. Just fucks around and passes the bar exam. Yeah, yeah like he And then he, he gets hired on by a, a, a prestigious a, Harvard only firm. And then he, that's the basis of the, the the show. I watched it kind of in real time, and I never finished it, and I just kind of started re-watching it recently. 
Um, it's just like an easy background, like nothing like it's not like a um, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or something. It's something it's like, you can throw on, kind of pay attention to. If you're in the middle of fucking coming up with a serial killer bracket or something, you know, you just want and to. Fun fact: It's got Meghan Markle oh, in yeah, it. Yeah. Pre, pre Harry. I'm glad she you is. brought that. Well, Meghan Markle is super hot anyway, but also little known. I can't think of the actress's name. But have y'all also watched, or did y'all watch Mad Men? No. Uh, no. Never okay. saw Mad Men. Um, this show also has a super hot redhead. Oh, the... Donna. Yeah. Uh, just... Harvey's uh, assistant. Harvey's assistant. Beautiful woman. It's just like, oh my gosh, chock full of beautiful women. But uh, just funny, it's it's, it's dramatic. It's, it's not like super... It's an easy follow Music that I'm listening to, I actually kind of went back and um, I've been on a bowling for soup kick lately. Like, hey, just man. Fucking like <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, Dallas DFW. It's just like that uh, cheesy, I, I, I don't care. I'll like uh, bowling for soup. Um, um, hey, don't worry about guilty, guilty pleasure music. You're too, looking at two Harry Styles fans, yeah, okay? But, so uh, you mean sexiest man alive, Harry? Usually Styles. about this time, I always listen to Glassjaw. Uh, like I always just kind of get on Glassjaw yeah, too. What are you talking about? Oh no, but like so, it's been a lot of Bowling for Soup and like that kind of comedic alt rock of like the two thousand mm-hmm. late nineties, like lit, lit. Yeah. Speaking of a uh, little uh, Kelton shout out. That will be playing a free concert November fifth. It's uh, <laughs> at the senior center. <laughs> no, not at the senior center. Festival at Switchyard. Uh, it's a lineup consisting of Marcy's Playground. Uh-huh. So get your uh, sex and candy. Sex and candy. Uh, lit. Some Hoobastank. What? Me? Why have I not heard about this <laughs> banger? And, uh, followed up. I, this is the one that was a cliffhanger. I feel like they should have Soul Asylum. I remember Soul Asylum. So Soul Asylum's uh, the headline. Legit little lineup. Yeah. So uh, in Carrollton every year, it is kind <laughs> of like a little unknown festival that they've always had. Uh, they do this festival at Switchyard, which is our downtown downtown area. It's a free concert, free family fun games and shit. So if you got kids, you can bring them out during the day. It's an all day type festival. Uh, but uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, they had like old ninety sevens. They've had the Toadies headline. Fuck, it's uh, like a great it's show. Always, those it, two it, guys. It's kind of like a. It's usually more rock orientated, but uh, yeah. If y'all scroll through it, like you look up the festival at Switchyard's history. Like they've got some banger lineups, and this Hell year yeah. again, it's Marcy's Playground lit, followed by fucking Hoobastank, followed by Soul Asylum this year. And I'll be working at a booth, a little craft booth for our uh, Parks and Rec department. Okay, all right. Um, so that's November fifth. All right. I feel like I always That's have next to... next weekend. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So... It's coming up quick. Yeah. yeah, next Saturday. Might want to put that on my schedule. <laughs> yeah, uh, I always feel like I have the shortest list, so I'm going to go real quick. Okay. Uh, podcast, I'm listening to this podcast called Darkness. Um, uh, I think this is the third season. It's called America's Most Wanted, the Mark Kilroy story, and it's about a UT student who went to South Padre on spring break back in like 93 or four. I may be off on my dates, maybe 89. I don't know. Uh, somewhere in there. And, uh, he ended up getting murdered in Mexico by a cult. Um, so really, really cool. It's called, uh, darkness. If you want to see the little, yeah, I tried to look it up now. It says something went wrong. Dark. It's down at the bottom. It's called darkness. The Mark Kilroy story. So if you want to memorize the cover art and listen to it, it's really good. Um, let me switch over. I, I've made a big switch. 
I'm fed up with Apple Podcast, like the app, and the way they sort episodes. So now I'm turning to Spotify as my go-to, um, as my go-to like podcast, like listening app. Um, of course, Love of the Star, uh, About Them Cowboys, which is a podcast featuring KT Fun tweets. Yep. Uh, Bobby Belt, maybe. Uh, no, Bobby Belton. Um, I know, yeah. And Broadus yeah. have Broadus, one. Yeah. That's Love of the Star. Uh, second season of Culpable um, came out. Um, Culpable, um, this one um, is about um, 22-year-old Brittany uh, Stikes. Uh, she was shot and killed while, dri- while driving and um, um, killed her unborn baby and... She had like a four year old in the Gotta hate it when that happens. Yeah, so uh that's going through that. It's unsolved. Um let's see. Uh uh third degree, uh to FC Dallas podcast. Um I didn't get to it. FC Dallas lost in the Western Conference semis to mm. fucking Austin FC two to one. So I was listening uh they're Real kinda quick, I wanna go to that stadium though. Yeah. Yeah, I looked into tickets, but it was like 200 and then like 75 depart. I've got my buddy Nubs lives in Austin and I'm fully planning on going next season. Yeah, I want to go. I want to catch a game down there because I heard it's a great park. Uh, it's a beautiful fucking like it's a world class yeah. facility. Well, we play national team games there, but also, um, aside from that, at least it's not fucking Houston. Yeah, at Fuck least the Domino. Yeah, yeah, Dino. It's just gonna make me mad if they make it to the finals and somehow I'm cool with it. I, like, again, win in year two. I don't think I'll ever have like a, 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 a I suppose maybe. Moving forward, maybe, but like, it's cool that Austin has a. a, a yeah, a I love the triad. You know, now we have the true like we have Texas rivalries now, yeah, yeah. and it sucked on the game because we beat them. They sixty seconds on soccer. Yeah, they've never they've never beat us <laughs> in their history, and then the one time we needed to win, they got their biggest win against us, their only win. Um, so I've been listening to Third Degree, and a curveball for me. Uh, music. I've been listening to fucking Dream Theater. <laughs> I knew a guy that fucking loved Dream Theater. So and I got I couldn't listen to it just because he liked them. So I much. got a, I, I got into him because I, I I follow this drummer on TikTok, and he is probably the best drummer. Oh, they're I've, very good with their I've, instruments. I've ever seen. He plays Dream Theater with one hand, and if you know anything about Dream Theater, their drummer is out fucking rageous, and this guy. He's just phenomenal. He's one. Of, he's the best drummer I've ever seen. He, anyway, I started listening to Dream Theater, and it's like nerdy fucking rock. And like, I don't know. It's like I, I never thought I'd be listening to Dream Theater, but I'm listening to Dream Theater. Um, but yeah, Necronomapod. I'm still working through their whole catalog. Um, that's about it. Uh, and then I'm not watching anything because school and the new job have kept me. I watch YouTube with Landry at the end of the night. He's usually watching something really stupid. Uh, before I go, uh, World Cup countdown. World Cup is in 22 days. Damn. Oh, shit. It is around yep. Thanksgiving. Yep. I'm very That's excited. Was it you that had the conversation with? Maybe it would have been Cameron Airborne. We were talking about the World Cup, and we were talking about how excited we may be for the uh, United States men's team. And, again, I'm just pessimistic. Mm-hmm. We lost to fucking Japan. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good look. Scoring no goals going into... It was a fucking friendly. Yeah. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. Um, Again, that's just my pessimistic input. Yeah, I'm I'm not pessimistic because I've never... We've always played the underdog role, so I don't have those expectations. 
um, on the world stage. Now, when it comes to our our region, yeah, we should win everything. Um, uh, but so, um, you know, in all uh, transparency, I don't even watch the World Cup for the USA. I, it really is just, you know, a Tottenham fan. Uh, go Hotspurs. We fucking took a couple of losses the last few weeks. We're in the Champions League. But uh, it's just cool. Like I, I'd never expect America to win, realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like them to play well. But uh, World Cup, man, it is fucking fun as shit to watch. If you're if you're one of those dudes who's like, oh, soccer is like, go fuck yourself. Because if you watch the mass, it's like watching the mass. You don't have to watch golf every fucking. You don't have to watch the John Deere Classic to enjoy the Masters. You don't have to watch the John Deere Classic to fucking watch the British Open. Open or you know tennis matches like the U.S. Open or whatever the Australian Open, when it's the best fucking competition in the fucking world. For- and it's every four years, it's the greatest spectacle in all of sports. And I know it's the crazy. Super Bowl, blah blah blah. It's the greatest spectacle yeah. in all of sports. Don't and, get behind it. I'll watch that. And the fact that days. we're hosting in twenty twenty six and. The outright, I mean, it's all but confirmed that we're going to get the final. You know how fucking huge that is? That AT&T Stadium is going to host a World Cup final? Probably second only to hosting the Olympics. Like, people don't realize how big of a deal that is. Like, we're going to have the whole world right here in DFW, and it's it's going to be crazy. I'm not going to get tickets to the final, obviously, but it's a bucket list. I mean, we talked about it last That was week. my WrestleMania. <laughs> See? So you get it. You get it. We talked about it last week. Like, bucket list. Like I busted my nuts. Twice in the last 10 years. <laughs> we talked about it last week, like bucket list sporting experiences. Mine is a World Cup game. I will go to a game because we're going to get group stage games. It may be Serbia versus, I don't know, Costa Rica, but I'll go because it's a bucket list thing. So 22 days. Uh, we've got Thanksgiving Day for uh Cowboy game, and then Black Friday is USA England. If that doesn't make you hard, I don't check. You need some blue chew or something. I don't know, but – that two-day stretch for me as a sports fan, it's going to be everything. So, my, I'm having people over. If Boxing more than, Day is coming up right there mm-hmm. and after. Yeah, so you're more than welcome. Uh, I think I'm having people over. I'm going to fire up the smoker. USA, England, Black Friday. Doesn't get me any more American than that. So, that's it for me. On to you, Andrew. Me? Yep. I listen to this podcast called Gone South. Season one was called yep. Who Killed Margaret Kuhn. Yep, that was a good one. It's uh, February of 1987. A former prosecutor named Margaret Kuhn went for a jog in one of the safest and wealthiest neighborhoods in St. Tammany Parish, Louisiana. The next morning, she was found dead on the side of the road. St. Tammany advertises itself as a safe haven for crime and corruption in New Orleans, attracting thousands of residents over the last several decades. But there is a darker side to the parish, and that darkness ultimately consumed Margaret Kuhn. And then they had season two just come out. They're working this. They're working their way through this one, but um, sounds interesting. I'll have to start it this week. Starting in the '60s, a loose knit confederation of traveling criminals known as the Dixie Mafia terrorized every state from Georgia to Oklahoma. Its hundreds of members, unofficially headquartered in Biloxi, Mississippi, specialized in scams, heists, and murders. Their alleged leader, the estranged son of a prominent Oklahoma politician, uh, was a skilled and charismatic outlaw named Kirksey Nix. When Nix was sentenced to life in prison for at Angola for the murder he committed in New Orleans, the Dixie Mafia was thought to be extinct. But 15 years later, a sitting criminal court judge named Vincent Sherry and his wife Margaret, a mayoral candidate of the town of Biloxi, were assassinated. 
As the case ran cold, authorities were forced to confront a disturbing reality. The Dixie Mafia was not done yet. If you want a, like a side uh, podcast to listen to, it's called In the Red Clay. Talk about the Dixie Mafia. Same shit. Same shit. Yeah. If you want kind of like a supplemental, it's called In the Red yeah, Clay. Yeah, because the season two is still going, so if you need something to burn through, go that one. Uh, the second one's called Wolves Among Us. It's on the surface. There was nothing remarkable about Larry Levine. He lived a qu- in a quiet oh, neighborhood yeah. with his wife and family, drove a Volvo, and practiced dentistry in Philadelphia. But from 1978 to, to 1984, Dr. Levine moonlighted as one of the largest cocaine kingpins on the eastern seaboard. And it's just the whole, his one. whole story, you know, it's, it's a wild story. Um, those are three I've been listening to. Music, I've been listening to more Kanye. I'm not going to lie. I listened to the whole Donda album again today. It's not my favorite, but still good. Can I college dropout, man? It's literally probably one of my no, favorite. No, Life of Pablo is my favorite. But like I said, he's still a good artist. Like, hey, man, but Chicago rap in general, Chicago rap in general is uh, like that whole scene for me. Uh, Kid Cudi, I do um, like Kid Cudi, dude. The, the, uh, it was just that was some of the highest times in my life. Took some hallucinogenics. Um, Amongst other drugs and narcotics. But. And then uh, watching Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Fred Rogers documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Been meaning such to a, get to that Such one. a wholesome guy, dude. Like, all-time great guy. Uh, we finished The Watcher, and I said, nah, it's okay. And then Ellie wanted me to shout this out because she's watched that movie like five times this week. Uh, it's called We Can Be Heroes on Netflix. It's it's by Robert Ramirez, Robert Rodriguez, not Robert Ramirez, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> who, uh, what are you letting you watch it? Hey, she's very mature for her age, but, um, yeah, it's just a group of like kids, probably age like 12 ish that are like their parents are superheroes and there's a threat and the parents get taken out. So it's up to the kids to, to step up. And she just likes the idea of, you know, like the leader and like this kid who she likes certain, she has certain characters that she likes and. She every time I come home from work this week, she's watching that movie. You, uh, when you mentioned kids, I don't know what popped in my head, but uh, have y'all watched Reser- uh, Reservation Dogs? No, I've heard nothing but good things. Oh, about you, I, I, I'm not watching. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah I, I, I've I already watched it all. Uh, Top notch. It, it really is like it. It's kind of. Uh, I really don't know how to describe it. it. It's just one of those like you have to watch it shows to really yeah, understand. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, really fucking my. Got a semi for fucking Letter Kenny to finally kick back up. Like, I fucking love Letter Kenny, dude. They're just teasing the fuck out of I it. I tried like, to get him into it because it's something he would love. You don't watch Letter Kenny? I think I started it a couple times when it was like 2 in the morning and I was drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's, it's one so of those things good. like once you, once you watch, I did the I'm, same. You're the same way. I know my brother-in-law Dakota loves it. It's like people that I know and that I value their opinion all love it. So it's I know it's going to be good. It's one of those things like it does take. I had to digest the first two or three episodes Two yeah. or three times, they're like, okay, now I get what they're trying to do. Yeah. It's like the writing in it, there and after, once you catch on to what is actually happening or what it's all, the writing throughout the whole goddamn show is like. So good. It really, I, I hate to sound stupid or cheesy for lack of a better word. It's poetic. Like it's all rhythmic. It's I've, all. I've heard it has like a Shakespearean theme you, to no, it. No, yeah, it is. It's like a very. Uh, the writing is so. I, underrated from a, I, I don't know, like an awards style, I guess. I don't, I don't well, and it, they don't get the coverage because they are a Canadian show, yeah. you know. So, Burned. well, it's true. I yeah. mean, they're not on a major network. Right, they're just the not, States. they're not, they're probably huge in Canada. Oh, they are, you're yeah. saying, like, yeah, it's just not 
mainstream in it's America. It's just kind of like it, it's very similar to uh, Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, I get, I yeah. could see that compared. Isn't that Canadian as well? Yeah, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I, I think they actually have some references to Trailer Park they Boys. Do. In that's cool. Itself. Yeah, I can, I can see that connection. All right, uh, is that it? I got one more thing. That's for you, big dog. Well, thank you back for coming on. Nice. A little thank bit of everything. You. I couldn't find a copy of MacGruber, but I got you a movie. Hell yes. That was a licorice pizza. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. It's a little weird. A lot of uh, little grooming in that movie. I, I enjoy it. I watched it. Uh, oh, you've seen it? I, I have seen it. You can it. trade it in no, for one of no, these. No, I'll take the copy. I'll, that looks like some N64 games. That, That's a bunch of N64 games, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, All-Star Baseball. All right. Hey, look. Hold on, I, I do want to tell you, you thank you, racing. thank you both for letting me come on tonight. Yeah, no, this is great. To, I'm gonna have to swing by, uh, uh, drop off some uh, memorabilia swag for you guys because you got a nice collection, uh, amassing here. Well, we'll be moving, I think, soon. We'll be moving studios to my place, to the Edwards Estate. Yes, because uh, Young Owen is going to need his space here before too long, so we're gonna go to the house, and you are more than welcome to bring. Uh, my green hat that as we go yes memorabilia to the new house for the new uh, office slash recording studio um yeah so guys it's been fun um jake thanks for coming on it's a long time coming and i want to do it again um guys thanks for hanging in there with us we had a blast doing it uh but for matt and i'm andrew we're out Felt good, guys. Felt good.